The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Good evening, Red. Would you believe it's, it's Dr. Doom? What's on your evil mind? Oh, you insulting tongue and mock my words well. How about this rumor that you are really hired, Mr. Stark? Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the Comic Book Chronicles. <laughs> I am your host, Roddy Cat, and you can find me at Roddy Cat on Twitter. You can find me at News Notice Need. You can also find me at uh, CB Caps on Instagram, uh, News Notice Need, Reddit, and all that good jazz. And with me tonight, to my left and my right, true blue and tight like glue. <laughs> oh, there's those glasses again. Um, <laughs> we have Agent underscore seventy. What's up, everybody? And you can find him at Agent underscore seventy on Instagram and Twitter's. And also, as again to my, <laughs> the man with the, the all the the fashionable shades. Hold on, let's just get a nice little. There we am, go. am I the Terminator X of this group? Yeah. Oh, no. I don't think he had. The, I don't. Well, the, yeah, but he always he always had the big the big. It's true, but the problem is that he always spoke with his hands, and since you oh. just talked, that kind of kills it. So, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> PCN underscore dirt. Hi, everybody. <laughs> now you just need to, like, they, those glasses just need to go red light, green light. Yeah, unfortunately, they only come in one color. If yeah. I could get them multicolored, I'd go for it. But that's, you know, that's what that's Adafruit is. Awesome. That's what Adafruit is for. You can get that taken care of. Get you know, get all kind of, or get the, uh, have them scrolling stuff like televipers. Yeah, actually, they do have ones that are they're like sixty five bucks, but you can program words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. L- little out of my price range right now, though. Then you could be a televiper, though. Think about it. Come on. But anyway. PC underscore dirt. You can find him on PC underscore dirt on Twitter. You can also find him uh, Pop Culture Net on Twitter, popculturenetwork.com, um, com. that news, that new toysmail.com. Thank you. Okay, make sure you got that the right. Transitional Champion podcast, which you just did today, F-Lane. actually, right? Did yep, yeah. It? We we have to move it to Thursdays now because my co host is having Wednesday problems. So. Oh. Mm. So now I've got a Thursday morning podcast and a Thursday night podcast. Yeah, because wow. I, I saw it was like, wait, Doug's recording something on in the morning? What's going on here? And then I was like, saw what it was. I'm like, well. <laughs> yeah, but, but I only agreed to do it through WrestleMania. Sure. Because WWE is getting so hard to watch that it's damn near killing me to get through some of these weeks. <laughs> so you is that can, your last plug? Yeah, that'll do it. That'll work. Yeah, and you can there find you that go. you can find all that out because it on popculturenetwork dot com, and uh, I guess one more time for the people at the, at the top, whatever the new trend, uh, t- uh, t- uh, new fine thing will ever be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with that, folks, uh, blah, 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 you can find this podcast on 
cspn.us. That's the Cold Slither Podcast Network. You can also subscribe to this uh, podcast at Google Play and uh, Apple iTunes, a.k.a. Apple Podcasts. Also, Spotify and the Cold Slither Podcast Network's SoundCloud. And make sure to give us five-star reviews. Yeah, do that. Do that, do that, do that. And and tell the network, hey, plug us a little bit more. Anyway, um, and, well, you know what? We'll stop there because shop at CSPN.us still just doesn't really go where you would want it to. Um, so that with that, we end, of course, uh, not with us tonight. It's Tim Dog Nanny who just chimed in with this click, and we'll, we'll get to that later. But we will... Oh, I thought someone said something. Uh, we will start off. Well, with I was just gonna the... say Tim. Tim's dealing with uh, house guests. Yes, that is true. That is true. 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 Yep. Because you know, when, when you have a baby, that uh, they are magnets for the uh, rents. So <laughs> you got to get in that baby time. Um, they also so yeah. take away your ability to pay rent sometimes. Oh. Oh. The, the babies, not the parents. Yes. <laughs> oh well, I mean, I guess it depends on. Yeah, I don't depending on your relationship with your parents. Well, man. I, mean, well uh, I was about to say, well, depending on your situation, that, that could also still be the truth. But um, yeah, that being the case, uh, let's get to the books of the week. Starting off with Heroes in Crisis number six, which I had as number five for some stupid reason. Um, yes, we only have three issues left after this to find out what is going on. And who's behind this? Oh order. no, you didn't see the news. They added another issue and and put. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not even. Gonna <laughs> I was about to say, I'm like, don't do that. I'm, I was about to say I'm they added another issue and yeah, they added another issue and they and they um and they um pulled it back again. I mean, pushed it back. I was about to say we're not talking about Doomsday Clock here. Oh no, <laughs> no. Let's. At least we can say with this, this this looks unless any unforeseen problems is going to end when it says it's going to. Although it has been pushed once, so it's going to be a thirty-two issue maxi series. I know, right? <laughs> Just to sink. Oh no! It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away! <laughs> it is the new fifty-two fifty. Oh yeah. god! Fifty-two issues of this. Yes. I'm dead, like. A- <laughs> oh, I'm dying. I'll get into stamp collecting or something. <laughs> All right. Well, since, since, you, since you said that, go ahead and uh, start off with your... your <laughs> <laughs> since you put that out there. It stinks. <laughs> okay, oh, there you go. Oh, my gosh. Oh, um, oh. All right. So... Yeah. yeah. I, I don't even... So now, now we're getting to the point where we're we're getting flashbacks back to the stuff that happened earlier in the series, but the flashbacks are different from what we've seen before, and we're also getting introduced to the fact that apparently they had holodecks in the sanctuary. Well, no, that's that so, has been introduced already. They had, they well, had but, introduced that a couple, but people, a couple mixing of mixing the the messed up flashbacks and the holodecks means you now have the possibility that that anything or everything that you may have seen up to this point wasn't real. Right. Possibly. And by seeing the flashbacks differently, it could be, you know, maybe, maybe none of this has happened. Maybe this is just one character going through some big thing 
and watching stuff play out differently and trying to figure out how best to deal with their life. Or maybe this is going to be, you know, like Barry Allen dealing with the death, death of Wally West, trying to figure it out by watching everything go through differently. But whatever it is, it's like we're still dealing with red herrings and false leads and uh, messed up memories. And like I'm, I'm getting to the point now where I'm just like I'm flipping and I'm going – it's it's like a whole page of Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy talking. I'm like, yeah. I don't care. And I go to the next one, and it's Wally West complaining about how he misses his family and everything from the old universe. And I'm like, I don't care. And I'm flipping to the next one, and uh, uh, Red Arrow was murdered, and they're sad about it. And I'm like, I don't care. And I'm flipping to the next one, and it's Caveman Grog <laughs> um, <laughs> reciting poetry. Yeah, so it's like, wait, he speaks in third person, but he's but he's quoting Keats like his like you know, like what is going on here? What is yeah, what is this character? I have no <laughs> idea where Gnark has been this whole time. Um, you know, he kind of predates our our comics reading, to be honest, because he was in the Titans books in the seventies, apparently. Because there were references to him in the Wolfman Perez Titans, but I don't mm. remember him showing up. Yeah, like I, I, I like I've seen that name and being associated with t- Team Titans. I'm like, wait, what? Mm, okay, I don't, still don't know. Yeah, so I'm just at the point now where it's like I, I just I don't I don't care anymore about this series. It's like n- the only reason now why I'm why I'm still buying it is because. I told the store I'd buy them. They were ordering based off the fact that I'm buying them. There's only three of them left. Fine. Well, let's just, I'm not going to back out on the stuff you've already ordered. I'll, we'll get them and I'll flip through them and I'll put them in the box and I'll move on. And in a couple of years, I'll sell off the whole set because <laughs> I've been buying all the B covers instead of the A covers. So I'll just sell off that set on eBay and be done with it. But like at this point, I, I just like, I have I have zero. If this was an ongoing series of some kind, like I've I, like Avengers, I would have dropped it. Hmm. Hmm. Avengers has gotten good. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's another to- topic for another time. Yeah, I mean this. So we're definitely we are definitely at the top of the hill, and we're starting to, to our way back down. It's right. it's seeming evident, and. And they're still, as as you kind of stated, they're still kind of throwing stuff at us in a kind of a weird right. way. But at the I same time, to... go ahead. Well, go ahead. No, I was about to add... <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. No, I would, all, all I wanted to add, honestly, because I, I, I'm I'm pretty much on board with PCN underscore Dirt's take on this, mm-hmm. but. It fe- it's so weird because it feels like it was just yesterday. And obviously, we do this on a weekly basis and we've been reading comics. We've been doing this particular show for a long time and it feels like some things happened just yesterday. And then when I actually look at what year it was, it was like three or four years ago. So it's kind of shocking. But it feels like it was just yesterday that Wally West was returned to the DC Universe. And this is what they brought him back for? Yeah, so it's, it's kind of weird that they they... Well, not weird because because they play off of you know some of his you know rebirth. logical kind of human reactions to being brought back into the DC universe. Right, just basically going back to the beginning of rebirth. Well, and for me, part of the problem is um, when you read Flash, which ties in, and and we can talk about this in a minute. But at the end of Flash, it's like. To be continued in DC's Year of the Villain. And it's like, is 
Heroes in Crisis all just going to be a setup for the next event series? Aren't they like, is usually? This, is this going to be? Well, but as opposed to, like, are we going to get any real conclusion, like any satisfying end to the series? Or is it going to end with a bum, 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 and now you've got to read the next series to get the conclusion to this series? Oh, well, that's very you'll, you'll, you'll have to read uh, Doomsday Clock. <laughs> Well, no, the problem with Doomsday Clock is it's just... It's, I, it's oh. coming! It's <laughs> finishing in 2020! <laughs> like, yeah. I, I might be dead and buried by the time that <laughs> series ends. They, there might not be print comics because oh, there's no trees God. left in planet Earth anymore by the time they finish Doomsday Clock. Oh, my I feel like, and I, we might get into this later, because I think I did get some news on, uh, or at least a little bit of news on that, that, that the, 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 the villains thing, because I'm sitting here like, when I saw that, or not, yeah, when I saw something on, I was like, wait, didn't they already do this with, um like, a four, three, two or three years ago? But the thing is, I like Doomsday Clock overall. Like, it's still a fun story. It's this universe-hopping multiverse you know, uh, mixing of the the Watchmen universe, the DC universe stuff. It's still kind of interesting and neat. You get the idea that maybe it doesn't really matter, or maybe it's it's going to have more to do with how the New Fifty Two came about at the hands of Doctor Manhattan, or something, and less about creating something new, ongoing, or whatever. Or I, you know, who knows? But mm-hmm. it's it's I, I'm at least reading that one, and I'm going. This is kind of cool. I want to see what happens next, as opposed to Heroes in Crisis. Where it's just like I'm reading it and I'm going, why am I reading this? This is this is almost soap opera level bad. Like someone's gonna wake up with amnesia and the last four issues didn't really happen. You know, like that's that's the twist I'm waiting for in a series like this. There, something there may be something you know, similar coming along in the next two issues. It it wasn't really Wally West who died, it was Wally West from Earth. Seventeen right. B, who died. The real Wally West is still out there, and that's find that's him. that's the way it's kind of looked like it's shaping. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the that's the working theory right now. Yeah. So that's that's what I'm saying about you know the this whole series just like like I don't care because nothing in this is really interesting and feels like it really matters. And any opportunity that they've had to to go to somebody and say like, hey, like here's some concrete cool stuff that's happened there's nothing like you can't the the deaths were cheap and stolen from you uh sanctuary came out of nowhere it didn't mean anything um you know there's nothing in this series that that really has any weight that really matters or or to get bothered about because nothing nothing seems solid yet and there were six issues into a nine issue series and you're still at the point where i don't really even know what's happening here and it's not not in a good way. So, anyway, um, not a fan. Yeah, it's it's been tough to read. So five and, stars from Dirk. Dirk. Right, <laughs> and uh, and uh, you know, as I was saying earlier, really my biggest my biggest problem with this is it feels like they brought back Wally West just so that this could all happen to him. So that kind of sucks. Right. Which I mean. I thought it was kind of strange that the fact that they okay they brought him back only to kill him in the first or presumably kill him in the first place. So, like going into this was like, why would you do that just to get another? But then we kind of find out there's maybe there's more to that. Right. Exactly. It may not be what it seems to be, but so. up till now, you know, like who knows? This might be one of those. You know, I was 
was it last week I was talking about Return of Wolverine where it was just slop until the last issue where everything kind of fell into place? Oh, I hope that's not the case here. Yeah, I mean, I would like, I would hope it's going to have some some sort of good payoff. And plus, if I'm still remembering the fact that there's a thing, either there was an article or there was an article or something said that's like pretty much the first issue kind of gave you everything you needed to know about what happened or most important, who did what. Which that seemed like that's starting to bear true, but I don't know, not in a way that's like okay, you got to give me a little more than this. Yeah, but what they did with the the most recent one, where they 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 give you a flashback and the flashback has changed, mm-hmm. so now it's just like okay, well, who's to say that any of this has actually happened? Like this could all be poison ivy got poisoned with the toxin and she's in sanctuary and this whole thing is her manifestation in the holodeck while they're trying to get the toxins out of her like it could end up being uh, uh, n- absolutely nothing or booster gold with delusions of grandeur and it's like he's killing everybody but he's thinking he's saving everybody or something yeah it's, something dumb yeah so. but yeah we'll i guess we'll see when we get there folks um so get going so we, we want to go ahead and do that flashbook then uh, we can. Since yeah, we can talk said, about that. Just, you did say it was a uh, tied in sort of. Kinda. Um, oh, well, it. it's really more. I was about to. Say, it's really more of uh, the last issue in a quickie crossover between the Flash book and the primary Batman book. Well, and it's the whole focus of this crossover has been with Gotham Girl mm-hmm. and Gotham, and they kind of wrapped it up but kind of didn't sure and they just kind of finished that off about halfway through the book and then added a whole bunch of other stuff on the end where everybody just yelled at each other you're right and well, so that's, I'm, where, that's where the events of identity crisis come to the forefront well that's why i'm sitting there going is this a psycho pirate story because i'm i'm reading through it and i'm like like why are they suddenly getting mad out of nowhere and yelling at each other when this whole time they've been working together and trying to solve whatever. And now suddenly just everybody's yelling for no reason. And it's just, again, it's, it's almost like, almost like they had to wrap it up a lot faster than they were expecting. And maybe that had to do with Tom King and the story he was telling in Batman. And they originally thought it was, he was going to be at a different spot in the story he was telling. And this thing was going to play out a little bit more and they didn't have it. Well, so they had to, I was about to say, I'm wondering if that's not the case, but not with the Batman story, but with the Identity Crisis story, because they're not as far along as they're supposed to be. You mean Heroes in Crisis? Oh, Heroes in Crisis. I'm sorry. Yeah, you keep saying Identity Crisis. Right. And I let it slide the first time, because like, yeah, I don't uh, connection, but I'll, sorry, I'll have sorry, to read sorry. that again. And, I mean, they, they, Heroes in Crisis. There seems it's all to be some crises. You know yeah, that. Yeah, I was about to say, and there seems to be some shades of, of, of Identity Crisis in Heroes in Crisis. I'm sure that, that you know. But it's not a real crisis in the DC universe. Well, yeah, true. But, you know, that's a personal crisis. It's a personal crisis. Right. But, you know, with with Heroes in Crisis crisis being what it is, you know, and where it is in its story right now, maybe they don't want to spoil exactly how this plays out and they have to play along as though, you know, uh, spoiler alert real quick, maybe uh, Wally's not you know, dead, but at this point in the story, Flash has got to play like that, and he's still feeling 
pretty crappy about it. So, you know, this, you know, these are some, you know, real shots, you know, you know, these are like serious shots fired, man. Um, you know, the, the, what they were exchanging, uh, with each other in terms of like the, the collateral damage that happens to their lives because they're superheroes. You know, it's like, oh, so-and-so wouldn't have died and wouldn't have taken a bullet and this and that. And I'm just like, wow. Yeah. Meh. Yeah. Not a fan. No, listen, I understand. Um, I just thought just, just very quickly before we wrap up, uh, the conversation, I wanted to add that, uh, I've said earlier, I've said in, in previous shows, it's nice that Marvel has come up with legacy characters so that, you know, they can actually come up with like a teen Titans type book in the form of champions. Now we're starting to see the, the aftermath of, you know, maybe where the legacy heroes took the DC heroes as you know in 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 the sense that the the sidekicks you know maybe are are not faring as well you know speaking of Wally and and the form you know being the former kid flash and whatnot so you know it, it's kind of taking it to maybe not the logical conclusion but definitely a, a possible conclusion well so. it it was always kind of a weird thing that he came back anyway considering they reestablished Wally as a new character in the new 52 mm-hmm. and and he was the character that by all rights, everybody was okay with. Like, there was nobody upset. You know, I mean, people liked the other Wally. You know, I'm not going to say that he didn't have his own fans, but people didn't dislike the new Wally. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when, when you bring in a new character to replace an old one and people, um, you know, lash out at it because they want the old character back, that's, that's one thing because they don't like the new guy. But when you introduce a new guy and everyone's just like, yeah, okay, whatever. And, and then you're like, oh, well, now suddenly we have to bring back the old one. And everyone's like, well, okay, that's cool. And then, oh, we're going to kill him off. And you're like, well, that kind of is stupid. Right. And then the other Wally uh, gets basically kicked out of the Flash book and only appears now in Teen Titans or whatever. And so now everybody's just like, I don't like what is he? What is going I don't on even know. I don't know what happened to him. No, he hasn't, yeah, he, he hasn't even been in time. Well, I mean, obviously, since he was quote unquote killed, he you know up, up until he was killed, he was in Titans. No, 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 the other Wally. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. New Fifty Two yeah, Wally. Yeah, yeah he's like he, in, I think he's been in like two issues of Flash in the last like year. He's made two appearances, and that's a that's a every other week book. Uh, it comes out really often, so it's just one of those things where it's like. N- nobody needed this character to go away. Nobody really needed the other one to come back, and they just screwed everything up for no reason. So, not a lot of sympathy for what's going on, and that's that's probably another reason that the Heroes in Crisis is bothering me because it's like there's this story doesn't need to exist on so many levels. So, anyway, all righty, what's next, President Bartlett? What's next? This is a bizarre book. Um, let us go to, I guess, the other event book of the week. Uh, and that is Avengers No Road Home, number three. All right. Um, hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, we find out where Voyager sent these, you know, the, these particular uh, sub-teams of Avengers. Right. Um, Given the end from last week. week. Right. Or at least a couple of groups. I think there's no. You're right. All three of them. All, yeah, all three of them got placed wherever they were supposed to go. 
Right. So the first, you know, the first thing we see is, you know, it's teased on the cover, which is, and if you don't recognize the character right away because of the art on the cover, I forgive you because it's not immediately obvious who that might be. Even you kind of, no, yeah. just based off of the art. Right. Well, yeah, I guess so. That's true. I guess so. You know, if you just if you happen to pass by this, you wouldn't a hundred percent be certain that this was this uh, the particular character that we're depicting. Like, unless you but, just kind of knew, but right. So ultimately, what we find out is that the first you know kind of uh, subgroup that we uh, that we're following um, was transported into the realm of spoiler alert night. Mm-hmm. Whoa, who we, who, well, I don't hear it, but yeah. Um, who we last saw um, in Doctor Strange's book, specifically uh, was the, the 400th issue, I believe. Which I also bring that up because Nightmare mentions having a nightmare in this issue, which, and in that issue, he has, also has another uh, nightmare. So he actually has two nightmares. He's a pretty. Nightmare dude for somebody named Nightmare, Nightmare hmm. riddled dude apparently. Um, yeah, so he starts off being one way until Hulk kind of just uh, calls him out. Well, it's between Hulk and Rocket, kind of calls him out, and um, we come to find out that he's uh, he's a link in the chain and not necessarily a, a uh, which we kind of knew like coming out of the last issue. Right, because the big bad has been revealed, and this is, uh, you know, the, the, the first chapter in their quest uh, to find rocks. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Yeah. So, um, you know, th- this particular group um, is looking for something that's in the nightmare realm, while another group um, is at the uh, at Omnipotent City, where uh, Jason Aaron's Thor once took us in his fight against Gore the God Butcher. Okay, thank you. Because the was... last time I saw it. Okay, I, I didn't know where that came from, and I was like, okay, this dude, you, you, you're bringing this up like I'm supposed to know this, but <laughs> you know. Well, yeah, just just because that, you know, just as a quick recap, the the God Butcher story uh, brought Thor. Uh, to this place because um, you know if you if you recall Gore was literally like massacring various pantheons of gods so this is where Thor got uh, a lot of his intel from uh, uh, with regards to what Gore was doing so I don't know if this is if that's the last time this has come up but this last time I saw it I actually googled it I was like oh yeah I remember this Uh, we also get um, a retelling of Rocket's backstory, which, with may or may not have a little bit of a um, redcon in it. I'm not sure. I mean, most of it seemed to play out as, you know. I like the references uh, uh, of the, uh, the the characters that were in the initial Rocket Raccoon series. Right. I mean, I presume that those that's that's who those characters were. Yes. From at least from what I remember, or or at the very least, if not that, then the the Hulk book that he he, he came out of. Um, sure. Uh, but yeah, so there was that, and I, I got a note here saying that I guess Hulk never read Old, old Man Logan or Old Man Hawkeye because because Hulk kind of goes at uh Clint talking about 
I'll still be here. You'll be dead, buried, and and the other Hawkeye, you know, take his place, and da 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 da, and you know, this and that other. I was like, uh, well, you know, that's <laughs> about yeah, that. But uh, outside of that, you know, Vision goes on the Fritz. You know, there's other things happening in the other couple of places, and I don't know. We we're keeping us going. I'm for some strange reason, I'm starting to think that they're going to make Rocket Raccoon a an adventure. That's going to coincide with the movie. I, I guess. Because I was like, I can't imagine why they even, why is even, you know, why they even put him in his book if they weren't going to, well, I mean, they still could, you know, if, you know. For it's this. just going to coincide with the movie. At the end of the day, that's, I guess. you know, that's a, there's a little bit of, uh, wait, what movie? Wait, what movie? Oh, that's right. Um, oh, right. End time. Endgame. Endgame, yeah. Endgame. When Endgame comes out, there's yeah. only a certain group of heroes left, so hmm. you know, you know what they do. They they try to make the comics reflect what people see, yeah. even if the storylines aren't exactly the same. I, yeah. all right. I, but sure. in any event, right? In any event, just to wrap up the discussion on this book, um, you know, we have you know we have uh, uh, Nyx. That's the uh, the god of sleep, right? Or the god of night? The god of night. The god yeah. of night. Goddess of night. Whatever. Yeah. The goddess of night. You know, we have Nyx trying to gather you know these particular stone fragments um and um they're scattered around and uh you know there's some actually pretty interesting uh, developments and uh the introduction of um uh, additional members of the greek pantheon of gods that till now had not yet you know had not yet been uh uh published in in marvel comics so that's you know, it's pretty interesting to uh, to see these characters because uh, people depicted. were sleeping on them. Uh-huh. Ah, uh-huh. we're breaking uh-huh. up the we're breaking up the drum roll a lot tonight. <laughs> it wasn't worth so, it, but thank you. <laughs> but in it, but uh, but ultimately, uh, you know, this is just one. This is just what the third chapter in a ten part story. So we there's still a lot to go. <clears throat> yeah. And on that front, uh, we will move on to who wants to throw a book out. Uh, apparently, I, I know that uh, Tim Dog ninety eight is not very enthusiastic about reading Fantastic Four, but um, sure, I happen to like this issue. Yeah, uh, we'll do that one. Fantastic Four number seven. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think it was bad. Um, I'm like. Okay, yeah, this is I I don't know. There's the there's still a part of me that's still was like, okay, great. Reed's caught up on what happened with Galactus. Uh, and he's like, Oh well, really? And but there still have been no mention of what happened during Marvel Two and One, which maybe that'll happen and maybe it won't. I don't know. And I don't know why that's such a big sticky point with me. Because, you know, Reed and John I mean uh, Ben and Johnny had been dealing with Doom mm-hmm. you know, the most. I mean, it was kind of alluded to the fact that I guess he, you know, Reed knows that he's that he turned hero doing that thing, but still it was weird. Um, outside of that, yeah, they, they we, what we thought was going to happen uh, didn't apparently happen. Of course, and then Doom was still Doom at the end of the day. Of course, and you know that was my favorite part of this is it, it's you know it's the more things change, the more they stay the same, mm. and. As always, Doom is... Or at least Doom, so we think. Right. Doom has an ulterior motive. And my my guess is that, you know, Doom is, uh, uh, is, is at some point going to create 
the quote unquote green source of energy that Latveria needs. Right. And that's where this is all leading. And, you know, this is a, a means of making Latveria uh, completely self-sufficient and, you know, a modern power. That was, you know, that was always kind of like a, 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 a trope for, uh, for doom, um, you know, up until recently. So that's where I think this is going, but you know, it's, it, it's just, a. I happen to like the pacing of the book. I like where they're kind of reestablishing the family dynamic. Uh, you have to, you know, you have to keep in mind that this particular unit of the fantastic four, when I say unit, we're talking about the core four, seeing them in action, kind of reestablishing some of their, uh, the, 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 the team mechanic, uh, you know, and, and the way that the, the, uh, the two, what did they call themselves? The non-terrific two, the two, the two now hmm. young adult children. Yeah. The, right. Not young adult, the two, uh, the kids now yeah. firmly teenage. Yeah. They're firmly teenage kids. Um, you know, seeing seeing how they're reacting to all this, it's all you know. I, I like the I like what Slot is doing in this. Some people may not be enthusiastic about it, but I like it. Yeah. The the I guess the one or two takeaways for me was like there needs to be a Big Bang cannon attack in the next Mua or or uh, or in uh, Marvel versus Capcom. Okay. Because when Doom said that, I was like, yes, he's got another attack. And <laughs> and outside of that, it's like it's, if it, I mean, obviously, just you know given who they're dealing with and whatnot, but it feels like the four has been basically taking a back seat to whatever, you know, since they've, since the, since the book started, like, you know, obviously there's the stuff leading up to Ben's wedding and the, with that stuff aside and, and them coming back, you know, the, and Reed two coming back just in general, but it's like, now they're into this and it's like, well, Doom's pretty much heading this whole thing up and, and they're just kind of following along and it's just like, well, this is their book, so what the, could they not, you know, I mean, yes, and they did do some things in this book, but it was like, are they going to spend most of the time just as a backseat to, to anybody else that comes along or something? I mean, that's just my thought. doesn't necessarily mean that's the case, but. Right. I think that's the dynamic in this particular story, though. I, right. I, I see that. Um, hey, Dave. Yes. <clears throat> a minute ago, you were talking about the team working together as a unit. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. And this is all I could think of. Oh! <laughs> those, those of us, for those of you who are watching on video or catching up on yes, video, you, you can, there's a, uh, uh, you know, and, and for the people at home on uh, on audio, <laughs> apparently <laughs> I have brought up a Beavis and Butthead reference. <laughs> you said unit. <laughs> So yeah, <laughs> that's all I could think of in the last like five minutes as you guys kept going. Well, I was like Google search, Google search. I gotta find that. <laughs> there is, there is a a a, a good old uh, blue eyed Benji uh, breaks out the two eyed, two horned giant purple planet eater. Um, yes. Bit in this, that, that 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 made me smile. So. Oh, there was also a ref. There was also a. Kind of slight Doctor Strange reference to the movie. Oh, like yes. I've come to bargain. Yes, yes, yes. So that was that. But yeah, that was Fantastic Four number seven. We'll see what where this is going. All right. Well, since you just talked about Doctor Doom for a minute, okay. uh, let me jump in with Terrifics number 13. Do cool. It. Because in the DC universe, they have their version of Doctor Doom now. 
but Dr. Doom is a Cro-Magnon man that was brought into the present time by a mad scientist. And it turns out that the caveman actually became incredibly intelligent and uh, he became mad that he was underutilized. And so he is now the uh, villain that the Terrifics is trying to stop. Wait, and are, so, are you talking about Van Vandal Savage? No. No. Nope. Look at the cover of Terrifics. Okay. Look at the cover. That's definitely uh, Doom inspired, right there. Yeah, here. Let's. I've got it right here. If I can uh, throw it up there, you can see him in the red. Okay. Robe, and he's yeah, got all the metal on. Boop. There we go. So, um, he has been traveling through the multiverse, killing other versions of the Terrifics, uh, in revenge. Wow, that sounds and, familiar. Uh, he found the um, the dark universe versions of them, and brought them into this universe. Mm to try to kill the Terrifics. And so Mr. Terrific finds himself uh, caught in the plot to get them all killed. And he's on an alternate world where his wife has not died. It was he who died and his wife became Mrs. Terrific. Okay. And so now they run into each other and they realize that, that they're in danger of being murdered in front of each other. So they start hopping from universe to universe to universe to universe to try to get away while the rest of the Terrifics are trying to figure out where they are and trying to stop the evil team of themselves from killing everyone. And it's one of those things where it's so convoluted. It's like, if you have not been reading this from issue one, it's going to make absolutely no sense, but it's so awesome. It's so not the reader friendly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and as they're jumping through universes, you're seeing like, the seven nights of victory and you see the um, uh, you see Batman beyond um, in a separate universe and you see like all this other stuff going on. And she in, in Mrs. Terrific, instead of having um, T spheres, she has T squares. And so there are these cubes okay. that fly around her instead of the orbs. And it's just, you know, it's just one of those things where it's so fun and they're just playing with that idea of the multiverse and they're just making the best of it and just doing all sorts of crazy weird stuff. And uh, Metamorpho now has uh, the element dog running around with them and uh, just like all this fun stuff. And, and you find out the plastic man has a son, an illegitimate son. Baby Plaz? And Well, no, he's, he's a teenager now. So he's like moody and uh, he's, he's mad that his dad was never there and he never wanted the powers and whatever. And so he's got to deal with, uh, you know, jerk teenage child and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, there's just so much fun stuff and crazy stuff being thrown together in this series. This is a very much a potential click of the week for me. Nice. So have you been reading this from day one? Yeah, actually, I all of the... Um, metal spinoffs, the new age of heroes books. I gave the first issue of every series a chance mm -hmm. and some of them quickly fell by the wayside, like the right. unexpected and challengers and uh, the immortals or whatever that one was called. Those, those quickly went away. Um, sideways. I like damage. I like silencer. I really like this one. I really like. Yeah. Um, so okay, uh, this one has the most recognizable characters. Yeah. Because this one mixed in, Characters just that were underutilized in the mm -hmm. rest of the DC universe that right. got pulled out because of stuff that happened in metal, whereas all the other ones were trying to introduce you know new characters. Right. And, um, so it looks like s this book and Silencer are really the only ones that are uh, kind of making a headway. That are surviving, yeah. And um, um, Silencer, um, she's appearing in something. What is it? She was the, in Nightwing. She's she's an Arrow now. If that's what you're talking about. Well, no, um, 
I think she's going to appear, like they, they said she's going to appear on the Titans series on the WB hmm. or on the uh, DC app, maybe right. that series. I think she's right. supposed to make an appearance there or something. So that, that, that sounds probably probable, but I know they put her in Arrow recently. So yeah. So anyway, fun character, um, and, and you know, Terrifics is just a again, it's it's a really fun, you know, it's almost like a Silver Age. Cool. story that you're getting out of it so i feel like it might be worth it to catch up on this. yeah i've been i've been saying i've because i've read the first issue and i was like okay this seems kind of neat but i never went back after that and i was like i'm um i need to catch up on all these or on yeah and, and and like so. i said it doesn't it does a really good job of building on the stuff that's come before in the series so things happen like unlike heroes in crisis <laughs> yeah. things happen in this book and they're actually given weight and history and, and things build upon them they aren't just random stuff being thrown at you for the sake of throwing random stuff at you. Hmm. So, anyway, potential click of the week there. Nice. Hmm. All right, what's next? What's next? What's NXTE? Um, well, we can switch into rapid fire pretty soon, so. Yeah, I'm um, just looking at seeing what the pick up is. Next, I think we all diverge from here. It looks like. Um, I'm talking about invaders. Or I'm sorry, would you keep that rapid fire? I mean, everybody want to throw out one more and do, well, yeah. I mean, let me see. Most of everything else I got can kind of go rapid fire. So yeah, I mean, we can talk invaders. Oh yeah, there we go. So invaders number two. Oh well, that was messed up. And then yeah, we can go do the other stuff. Yeah. All right. So this is part two of the opening arc, and there's a lot of things. There's there's a lot of moving parts in this right now. Yes, and but the one thing that was actually starting to starting to was that had actually bugged me about it. We found out about early, well, not early and often, but 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 pretty early on, and that was how in the world that Namor uh, got control of the water. And we find out how that happens in this issue. Right. So just very quickly, it's kind of, you know, and, 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 and PCN underscore dirt would appreciate this. Um, apparently, uh, uh, the basics behind Mira's powers are now g- been given to Aquaman. <laughs> so <laughs> we won't spoil too much. Yeah, I was going to say they're, they're in my read pile. You saw my massive read pile earlier. I've got right. one of them sitting here. Just haven't gotten to him yet. Right. So, but that doesn't really spoil too much because not so I'm, much. I'm not telling you anything about the story. Right. So, um, we basically, this, most of this issue, this issue was like, well, we got a confrontation. We find out a little bit more about what's, what's, uh, Namor's, well, what we think is Namor's plan. We get a little bit more about some potential, a potential past retcon. Right. But ultimately, right now, we're still dealing with the broader story strokes of uh, Namor kind of moving to attack or wage war upon the surface world in a really different and big way, essentially beyond whatever happened in Atlantis attacks, right? And the the other three quarters of the invaders are looking for different ways to stop all this from happening. Yeah, but... And... Ultimately, it feels like, okay, and I'm hoping this is not the case, but if it is, then so be it. But it feels like, well, 
whatever his name or his plan is probably not going to be get uh it's not going to get done by him or maybe like maybe at some point he'll he'll the, the the crew will finally get through to him and then he'll have a change of heart and then someone else will be like no it's got to happen and boom boom gotcha 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 at least that's where it feels like it's going but who who knows if that's actually right. the case right. and and well, it feels very very heavy in this issue Right. That. What I was going to say is right now, just just on the storytelling alone, this is definitely worth catching up on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of flashbacks. There's you know flashbacks to the past and some some things with the with the various members and you know some and an like interesting that. means of communication between service dweller and Atlantean. Yes. Wait, 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 wait. Does he tell? Does he tell the message to the fish and the fish swims to the surface and repeats it to the surface mm, dweller? No, but close. Oh, okay. Because that, that'd be awesome. In but. fact, it goes back to what what um, what Agent 70 said earlier uh, about uh, his new power set. Some, somewhat, let's just say. Right. Well, well, I'm I'm planning on on getting uh, these are at the top of my giant read pile, like cool. uh, you know near the top of of the books here. So I'm I'm hoping to get to that one this weekend. Yeah. Nice. So again, hopefully, you know, I don't know. I I think this is ongoing, or uh, or or is this a uh, many that we don't know the numbering of? I don't know. I think they said this wasn't ongoing, but I don't know. And I can't imagine. I guess given what happens with the Namor stuff, what they're going to end up happening because right, that like, may determine what right that may determine how far this goes right because they've done an invaders book in the last couple of years and that only lasted like i think that lasted 12 issues not saying that it has anything to do with this but you know right yeah but that's also marvel tends to do that a lot nowadays where sure. it's like well you've gotten 12 issues it's time to reboot it with a new number one sure yeah, let's not get started yeah that's sadly sad but true so all right. That being that, I guess unless somebody else has oh, a, I just want to say shout out to uh, the art team of Carlos Magno and Butch Geis. Mm. Um, it's nice. It's refreshing to see uh, backgrounds. Um, <laughs> just generally speaking. Yeah, like seriously, like you know, like artists drawing backgrounds. You know, like oh, God. <laughs> I you know uh, what you call it? Uh, what's his face went back on art on Amazing Spider-Man. I'll bring it up later, but you know, you know that the interlude of having Chris Bacalo in the book was just too short. Anyway, that that would bring up something else because I just started reading. Um, I think I read fourteen of Amazing Spider-Man, which we won't, we'll get into sixteen in a, in a minute or two. But I'm like, I'm not. Sure. I love Bacalo's art, and I definitely loved it on Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. This it was just kind of weird in that issue. That oh, I mean, it's, it's, it's not a hundred percent, you know, perfect for Spidey, but mm. you know, like the way it's kind of perfect for Doctor Strange. You know what? Uh, since you we brought it up, might as well go ahead and just get into that one real quick. Amazing Spider-Man sixteen. <laughs> All right. Uh, so this is the prelude to the Hunted storyline. Um, it ex- you know the, this this establishes uh, Craven the Hunter's motivation for the for the upcoming story. Um, it's not what you think. You know, you kind of you kind of expect it to be, you know, kind of in the same mold as Craven's last hunt. But obviously, Zad- uh, Spencer has come out and said, um, Nick Spencer has come out and said that this is kind of a, a bookend to that story. So you can kind of see elements of that as well. Um, you know, 
we also see why the animal themed heroes and villains have been systematically captured um, on Craven's behalf. So, you know, that's the, you know, that's essentially the, uh, the bulk of this issue. Um, yeah. Ryan Otley, Oh, he's killing me on this right now. And I feel bad being so critical, but he's killing me on this right now. It's, it's sometimes it's tough to look at. So. I was about to say, so I know, I know definitely saw Craven in 14. How long has it been creeping around this book? A long time. Really? Yeah. Just very, very much like one of those one panel cameos, like in the middle or the end of the book. Mm. Okay. So I need to go back a little bit more. Got it. Yeah. I mean, but you don't really need to, to be honest, because ultimately uh, you get the gist of it in this issue. And then you see, you know, what the, you know, what the culmination of um, the, uh, the, the hunt has been, or the extended hunt has been. And we, you know, we kind of understand now what his, at least part of what his big plan is because unfortunately we read solicitations. So, we, you know, Speak. we kind of have an idea of what's coming up in yeah. uh, future fight issues. And we will get to that in a little bit in the news also. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I, uh, having not read this issue and only read, like I said, 14, I'm like, I have just have visions of a, um, a Spider-Man and an Amazing Friends episode that, that this is going to culminate into, but who knows? Which, actually, hell, that might even make it better for me, but I don't know. Mm. But All right. Is there a book you want to throw out there before we hit rapid fire? Mm, nah. Uh, Dirt, you got something? Yeah. No, I, I'm rapid. Right. All right. Spin it up. Here we go. Spin it up. So I'll go ahead and get mine out of the way for rapid fire. And actually, speaking of spiders, uh, Superior Spider-Man number three, which I thought was a pretty good read. Um, Otto versus Terex the Tamer. Or, well, actually, he's not. I don't know if he's even going by that anymore. Um, but yeah, he... Terax and Otto have a fight and it's not going that well for for Otto and he gets some seemingly unlikely help. Well, some likely help, which, you know, from one of the supporting characters, whom I, I love. I love Anna uh, Maria. She's dope. Um, and also, we also get to see um, some not necessarily machinations from said character, but um, she's basically going to keep her eye. She's keeping her eye on... Um, one one auto Octavius, so we'll we'll see how that pans out uh, in the coming coming years or year. However, to do this, Martian Manhunter number three. Yes, still reading this book. Um, Are you reading this? No. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. I read the first issue. Actually, I read I, I read the preview of the first issue, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to read this. And then the first issue came out, and I read it, and I was like, Nope, I'm done. Okay. So, uh, we don't get any of the Mara stuff, um, but we do get a, a couple of flashbacks to, more specifically, to um, when Martian Manhunter came to Earth and when he took over the persona of John, John, John Jones. Uh, and I don't know, I know very little about it, the, that uh, his origin story outside of the fact that he did that, but there either there was a new wrinkle that just got introduced in this one or it played out kind of the same way. He basically seemed like he came to earth kind of Howard the duck style. 
um, which I was like, wait, did they did that actually happen in two, or am I missing something? Which I don't remember happening. But regardless, they they pretty much go back to 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 the origins of uh, John Jones and or him meeting John Jones and taking over for him and the reasons why for the crux of this issue. Um, Black Panther number nine. We're still here. So I, my only note on this is like, I think we're coming out of the prequels and I'm not sure. And I'm because there's decidedly Star Wars take going on here, but this issue had thrown in speaking of aquatic, uh, seemingly aquatic, um, um, things threw in a possible swerve in to what people, some, some folks were thinking about what the, the revolution was going on with that. Um, and I don't know, I, we may see some turning of alliances. Who knows? Uh, let's see. And actually, well, no, that's actually, Oh no. Well, actually, um, and I think dirt, you did this one, so you can probably take the most of this one. So I will let you take that. So was, because uh, I did skim Shazam, but I'm not going to talk about it. Yeah. So Shazam has um, um, added onto the mythology um, the the Magic Lands area where uh, they find the Rock of Eternity and uh, where, uh, as as Billy Batson puts it, the creepy old man gave him all the special powers. Um, y- you find that there's actually seven different lands. And so they, they go off into one of these lands and they find a world that's just a giant theme park. It's full of children. Everybody's happy and eating candy. And it turns out that the guy who runs it is, uh, he calls himself King Kid or Kid King. I don't know, one or the other. But um, Yeah, King Kid. He wants to be part of the Shazam family. And he says there are seven of these magic lands. Shazam is actually um, a, a magic of seven that's why you were able to give it to all your foster brothers because there's five of them. Billy Batson makes six. And then there's always the exclamation point at the end of Shazam. When they say it Shazam with the exclamation point. So he says he's the exclamation point needs to be added to the team. Hmm. So he's trying to convince them that, that, you know, he needs to be part of the team. He understands the magic. He needs to be gifted with it and he'll help him out and whatever. And so of course the question is, can they trust him? Is everything what it seems? And, uh, uh, I, not to uh, you know spoil the obvious, but they do end up getting split up, and uh, they end up in different parts of the Magic Lands. So we start to see some of these other magic areas that have been spoken of. And the thing I like about this book is that it's it's kid friendly, but it's not a kid's book. Okay, like anybody of any age could sit and read this book and enjoy it, but it's not necessarily written like a Saturday morning cartoon. It's not like I read the comics that my son likes, like Sonic. My son loves to read the Sonic comic book and I want to rip out my eyes when I read that. Sometimes. <laughs> it is not, it is not good, but if you're a kid, it is good. You know, it's, it's like the listening to dialogue on a Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah. You know, it's, it's pretty cringy sometimes, but this it's it's really well written and it's well crafted and enjoyable, but it also can be read by people of any age. Cool, it's something that I appreciate. So, so look, look, uh, before before you go on, and actually I forgot a book, but I'll let you go ahead and finish yours. But I wanted to ask you something. Doesn't it, does it feel like that they threw the whole Marvel family in um, right away? Well, yes, basically. Well, in the New Fifty Two, Shazam has already appeared, and he was in. 
um, Justice League. Mm -hmm. And so they've played with the character before and toyed with the character in that series. So, like, yes, you're jumping into this book pretty quick, but at the same time, it's a character that's already been established and been around for a while. So it's almost like you're playing catch up with some of the story stuff you should have been getting for the last couple of years um, that you weren't able to. And also, this book is uh, coming out kind of slow. Hmm. Um, the, I noticed that. Yeah. yeah so the schedule's a little off. It's kind of, But if you look at the artwork, it's great. Oh, yeah. The um, artwork's great. It's just uh, that's the, the only thing that's been really a mess with me about this book is they have all of them in here already. Like, yeah. All... Well, we, we don't have the, uh, the super bunny yet. Uh, <laughs> oh, gosh. Or, oh, yeah, or no the, Mr. Tawny. Cat guy or any of that stuff yet. But I'm sure it's coming. Mm. Oh, okay. Who's doing the art on this? Actually, it's it's changed. I think it's rotating, maybe. Yeah, um, but one thing you were talking about a minute ago about backgrounds—it's nice having backgrounds and details. I was noticing that as I was reading. Um, Santucci seems to be the common denominator, but Eaglesham was uh, drawing. I think Dale Eaglesham has been around for a while. He's yeah, a, yeah, he's in issue three, but not issue two. So. I gotcha. But um, but yeah, this is number three. Was again one of those books where. Uh, you're reading through it, and there's just so much detail on the page, and so many characters in the background. And there's a scene, there's a two-page spread where the giant banquet hall, and mm-hmm. there's a painting on the wall, and the painting on the wall is of all the people in the banquet hall, but like at a different time period. And there's so much detail in the painting that's mirroring the detail of what's happening in the room that the people are in. And it's just one of those things that, uh, you know, it's like they go into a, a room where there's a bookshelf, and every book on the shelf is drawn in. It's not just, you know, a couple little half vertical lines here and there to denote that there's like, it's no, you got every book, sure, you know, on the shelf. So it's, it's a really beautiful book to look at. Cool. Weirdly, the art really, really reminds me of fables. And that probably has to do also with the way they're dealing with magic right, right now in a lot of the magic realms, that stuff. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, you want to go ahead and finish yours up? Yeah, I'll, I've only got a couple <clears> left. <throat> Uh, let's see. Let me scroll up. Um, we did Flash, Crisis, da, da, da. Uh, Captain America number eight. This is actually a potential click of the week for me. Uh, we actually had a discussion about uh, about uh, Alex Ross's art just before we went on the air. But um, I'm a big fan of this cover. It's basically a head-on shot of Captain America. It takes up I'm holding it up for the uh, the, the folks at uh, home listening via podcast, but um, the cover for number eight is beautiful. Um, it's just a head, you know. It's it's a straight on headshot of uh, Captain America. It takes up the whole cover. It's pretty cool. Um, as I said, it's a it's a potential click of the week for me. Um, you know, just to get everyone caught up, Steve Rogers is in the Slammer, um, where uh, Baron Strucker's running the show. Remember, Steve Rogers uh, is. Uh, in jail because he's been accused of uh, taking out uh, Thunderbolt Ross, um, a group called the Daughters of Liberty, which were, we were introduced to uh, last issue, are on the case. They're first trying to go after Wilson Fisk, and uh, and subsequently the real killer, who they think uh, was behind uh, the death of Thunderbolt Ross. Uh, surprise, surprise! Hydra Cap is actually in play. But exactly in what role remains to be seen. That's right. That's the truth. 
Um, and lastly, for me, is another actual uh, potential click of the week, which was uh, Daredevil number two. It's an excellent follow-up to a pretty good first issue. Daredevil's trying to clear his name um, based off of what happened in the first issue. But his investigation into uh, the death of a robber he beat up draws the attention of new players in the New York Police Department who were introduced in the first issue. So it's actually been um, a pretty interesting uh, uh, first two issues. Uh, Dirt, I know that you were trying to catch up. Yeah, don't spoil. Don't spoil. Okay, good. Um <laughs> I didn't, you know, I didn't really, well, I, 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 I kind of gave like broad strokes, but it's definitely worth reading. Yeah. So that's that for uh, me. And I guess we're coming up on clicks of the week. Well, well, let me get, I got one more book. Oh. I totally forgot about. Uh, oh, good thing. I stopped the sound effect. That's yeah, fine. This, this is not, this is not going to take it along. Uh, X-Force number three, uh, lots of action still going on. Some a member of the team may or may not have gotten critically injured. Uh, the next issue seems like it's, it's uh, alluding to a death of a team member, possibly. There's lots of action. The art is kind of busy in this, and it feels like uh, I think uh, Britain's writing this, and it feels like the art and is is uh, the 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 art is um is basically Britain's like all right. Just throw a lot of action in there, and and and, and it, it, the, the, the action fits the words, but it's still kind of a little bit busy. And there is the most boom boom uh, egg entrance, who hasn't been seen in a couple of issues. Uh, you know, just happens, right? Which was kind of fun, but still kind of like, wow, this is there's a lot going on. And that's it. And uh, oh, that was, was it boom boom? Was it actually boom boom? Yeah, yeah. It was actually boom boom that showed up because she. So she, oh. so basically, in the in the first issue, she got left behind because she overslept. Yeah. So and and they had a backup story where she you know she was basically you know catching up to what's going on, and like cleaning up after them. Right. And now she so now she's she made it back to where the group is and kind of catching them up on what she knows or what she found out. And there was a little hard, another little heart to heart with, uh, you know, because everybody's had their, you know, had their issues with uh, Kid Cable, you know, and and one another member of the team who I'm thinking maybe the one that's about to catch it, but um, again, we don't know who it is because some of the the number side member of the team that kind of got dealt with in, at the end of this issue, but somebody else might uh, might catch a catch a catch a uh, catch a problem next issue. Given the way the um the the um the last page shows, but we'll get to that whenever we get to that. So now, clicks a week. Now I can play the sound effect. Okay. Well, I think it's obvious I'm going for heroes and crap. No, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, whoa. Terrific's number 13. That's I kind of right. figured. You're making it, I was about to say, you're actually selling that to me, uh, making it worthwhile to uh, kind of catch up on. So it's yeah. cool. I'm definitely going to do that this weekend. I well, and, and, again, and another thing to keep in mind, though, is that it does it does cut through some history of the DC Universe, especially with the way they bring in Phantom Girl from Legion of Superheroes, and they bring in Metamorpho, and they bring in, you know, a Plastic Man, and you know, characters that you may not always be familiar with. 
Um, so there, there are some times when you see something in the background or someone in the background gets mentioned and you're like, wait a minute, I'm going to Wikipedia this real quick. Mm -hmm. Make sure yeah. I'm on the right page here. I was about to say, you mentioned the secret, uh, the, the other history of DC. We're too bad. We're not going to get that book anymore. But yeah. Oh, is it flat out canceled now? It looks as though. Yeah. Well, they, they, you know, yeah, it's seemingly so seems, it seems like it because of scheduling conflicts. So they said, but yeah. You know. Which well, one? I knew it was it was being delayed. A secret, the secret history of the DC universe. Right. Oh, yeah. John Ridley book. It, it was, but yeah, it being like delayed it. because of because uh, I think Doomsday Clock because something at the end of Doomsday Clock was supposed to set up something towards the beginning of that book. Hmm. But now it may be because Doomsday Clock is so far out. There is that, that and like I said, there was some scheduling conflicts or whatever with uh, John Ridley or whatever. There was some other stuff going on that, that kind yeah. of killed that book. So, okay. But anyway, all right. Uh, click of the week for me. Oh uh, wait, did we? Oh, we didn't say Tim. So which who, who sent his longs? And um, it was Amazing Spider-Man number sixteen. All right. Apparently, he can uh, tolerate uh, Ryan Otley's art a little bit better than me. Um, Rod, do you have one? Uh, I hate to pass. I'm um, trying to pick mine out now. Hmm. Uh, hey, wait, can you hold up that Captain America cover for, again, real quick? Uh, sure. I want to see something on that. That, yeah, that's what I thought. Those ears are rubber; they're just glued onto the the mask. <laughs> <laughs> they're like the wings. <laughs> no, they're they're from the first Captain America movie oh. with the well, like JD Salinger's kid what, with, with the, the Ned Beatty. Yeah. Oh god! The, the one that was on bootleg VHS for ten years before oh, it actually got released. Yeah, the seventies or whatever. No, uh, oh, wait, was the seventies nineties? Yeah, that's what I wanted to watch. Anyway, we're talking about the same one, but um, my date's wrong. Anyway, um, wow, that's. Man. I was about to say you're talking about seventies. That's the one with the clear shield on the motorcycle. Wait, is that the? Never mind. You know what? That's that's, that's a whole. That's a, <laughs> We're not going back. To yeah, that yeah. This this Captain America came out around the same time as that Fantastic Four movie. Yes, right. that terrible nineties one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was about to say that was a Red Brown and one. The Red, right? Skull, the Red Skull was Italian, and it was just all a big. It was a big. That you know what? That 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 could be a treasure edition for all those old <laughs> dumb movies. But no, we're not we're not we're not saying that it's going to be one. But just right. that will take some uh, little bit of research and work. But yeah. I'm just saying that could be done. Gotcha, gotcha, um, gotcha. You're threatening. You're threatening to make it a thing. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> okay, we've killed enough time. What do you click? I know, right? Um, Daredevil number two. Oh, nice. Okay. Right. Uh, I think I'm going to go with uh, Superior Spider-Man number three, actually. Nice. Uh, that's right. Yeah, sure. We'll, we'll go with that. You know, uh, my son's been reading that because he reads everything that from the Spider-Verse uh, stuff. And so he's been reading that one. And I've been thinking about snagging it from him because I did like the, uh, you know, the other Superior Spider-Man mm -hmm. series years ago. So this I, might, kinda, I might actually give that one a chance. Yeah, this kind of harkens back to that. To It has some definitely some of the same shades of that. So you, you, you might get a kick out of it. All right. Well, with that, guys... I am going to uh, take off and try to get my good night's sleep, get my beauty rest so that I can uh, be worthy of wearing these glasses again in the future. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, go, all right, all right, go, all right, go, go, go. You know, yeah, I, 
I'm going to say this real quick though that that I did listen to a lot of Public Enemy growing oh, so up. Do I. 99 so do I. 99% of it was because Terminator X because I love DJs. I love the mixing and the scratching and yeah. the fact that that doesn't really exist anymore is part of the reason I don't listen to anything new nowadays because I love I love the samples Fair. and the mixing. Yeah. So, all right, anyway, guys, that's going to do it for me. I'll see ya. All right. Later on, so. Doug. All right, so we're going to get into our first ad read before we transition into the news. Yes. Our first ad read is for Busted Tees. This episode of the Comic Book Chronicles is sponsored by Busted Tees, your home for funny, awesome, cool t-shirts that are sure to get your friends' attention. Busted Tees puts many of their popular shirt designs on sale each week. Choose from several eye-catching t-shirts inspired by pop culture. Cleverly themed t-shirts inspired by movies, video games, TV shows, comic books, and geek, geek culture, and much more are all on sale. To help keep our podcast free, order from Busted Tees by going to cspn.us, that's cspn.us, then click on the Keep Our Podcasts free link. Click on the Busted Tees banner, and then shop for awesome t-shirts. Busted Tees through cspn.us. Do it today. All right, news time. The news. And we start off with the cinematic news as we do every week. Um, I wanted to ask Doug about something, but it was going to spoil it. I'll probably send the link in the back channel uh, when we get to it. But starting off, Captain Marvel, that movie that is right on the horizon. Uh, Annette Bening confirms her mysterious role. No spoilers, no spoilers, no spoilers. Wow. That's Seriously, we're then, like a week out, dude. Then don't look at the, the permalink. Not looking at it. Uh, but interesting. That's all I will say about that, because I've never envisioned that character with... But anyway, that was a, uh, yeah. Not looking, <laughs> not looking, not looking. Uh, all right, right, next up. Next up. Oh, God damn it. I was about to say, I'm like, that's not uh, Terminator X. No, it's not. Oh, it's stupid um, autoplay. <laughs> um, this is why I hate autoplaying. Ugh, Brie Larson yes. scores in Entertainment Weekly's Captain Marvel Collector's Edition magazine. Yes, yeah, so we get this. Uh, I'm just muting myself, and that's not what I was trying to do. Um, so, yeah, you, if you're watching the video, you can see the cover, and I, I'm, I'm assuming that's out now. So there's a collector's edition to Entertainment Weekly. Um, you know, again, Captain Marvel, the movie is on the horizon, so we get to see it's a nice cover. Mm-hmm. So and uh obviously, you know, you can look at it online or whatever. But yeah. It's all things Captain Marvel. Next up, excuse me. Uh speaking of Captain Marvel, ticket pre-sales eclipse Wonder Woman and Aquaman. Um Wait, this is old. Hold on. Oh, that's right. This was updated uh, a couple days ago. I'm like, why is this? So, yeah, apparently, according to um, Hollywood Reporter via Newsarama, vice versa, um, guess what? Movie, the ticket sales for Captain Marvel were a lot. And they continue to be a lot. Right. And the movie comes out next week. So, good on that. Finally got my tickets. I know you've been had yours. And yes, movie protocol is in effect, by the way, for next yes. week. Yes. 
Yeah, so. if you didn't hear it earlier, I was about to say, if we didn't make it explicit earlier, we're going to be in movie protocol next week. So be, uh, you know, stay tuned to our social media channels to uh, get the uh, load on when you're going to get your next installment of the Comic Book Chronicles. Indeedly do. Next up. Uh, Black Panther and Into the Spider-Verse win big at the Oscars. Yay! So, uh, well, Black Panther won in uh, some of the, the 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 technical categories that matter. I was about to say big being relative because I think in total they both took on uh, four wins uh, between the two movies. Right. So, but anyway, continue. Uh, but uh, you know, when I say the technical. Uh, the technical uh, awards that matter; these are the ones that actually play a, a, a you know, that that you would actually recognize work. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking soundtrack, we're talking set design and um, best costume design, Ruthie costume Cotter design. for Black those are things that people really can relate to. Um, and Spider Verse won for uh, for best uh, animated uh, film, beating out uh, Incredibles two. So that was a, you know that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Black Panther did hear, not. I was just going to add, it was nice to hear the crowd cheering for both movies at the, at, you know, at, at, during the Oscar ceremony. Mm-hmm. You know, when they were uh, announcing um, these particular films in their categories, you could hear the audible cheer from the audience. Yeah. So you actually watched, because I, yes. I haven't watched the Oscars in years because there was a bunch of BS. But, well, here's uh, the thing very quickly. Um, I've I've become one of those people that watches when there's a movie in there that I want to see win. Sure. And, Fair. you know, with a couple, I, I definitely wanted to stay tuned for everything Black Panther was nominated for, which is pretty much, you know, a lot of the major awards and the technical and the major technical awards. And um, Spider-Verse, obviously, uh, nominated for Best uh, Animated. So I was, I was in for most of the show. But a lot of technical stuff they don't even do during the show, though. That's part of the problem. Right, right. But the but you know, like I, as I was saying earlier, these are like the the big ones that you would really recognize. Sure. So, and uh, worth noting, Black Panther was up for Best Picture, did not win. No, boo. Yeah. Let's not even go into that particular discussion. I mean, yeah, and not, oh man, okay, yeah, no, you're right because 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 the the movie that won. Oh my let's god. Not, let's not. Uh, I haven't even seen that book, and I'm like, I mean, it's seen that um, movie, and I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. Which that's that's again, that is a problem with the Oscars and of course the, the Academy in general for right. and you know that it spoke right. it speaks volumes, let's just say, right? So. And 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 there's there, there's talk of there being actually two Academies at this point, so um, <laughs> you know, but that's that, that, that's that's talk for you know if we're going to do a, a Treasury edition based off of. Uh, uh, nominated movies. I don't know if we get very far in that. Yeah, no, no. yeah. But next up is well, well, actually. Well, I'm, I'm just gonna say real quick though. It's like if there are that, that makes sense to two academies because it's like that's like basically the, the divide between critics and and actual people. So I that sure. But anyway, yeah. Next yeah, no, up, it's, it's similar to that. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Uh, it's going to receive an alt universe cult, which that title kind of makes me cringe just slightly. Alt universe cut. Yes. yes. Um, 
Yeah. But it's I don't. I it's mean, not it's as bad as it sounds. Universes, right. Right. But yeah, I know. But in these days of how you know, yeah. But anyway, regardless, it, it has nothing to do with that. What I was thinking, but still, yeah, that was, that was like, ugh. Um. So apparently, yeah, they they, uh, as this says, um, was it uh, Rodney Rothman? Good name. Um, talked to Cinema Blend, so it's like, yeah, they basically had a, a whole lot of ideas and stuff that you know, up leading up to what ended up being the final cut, and uh, apparently they um have was has a bunch of that stuff that they were thinking about putting in. Um, I don't know. Does it say is this going to be on the the Blu-ray? Or is this... Blu-ray. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's going to be on the Blu-ray. It's going to be on the digital. So good. They're not um, doing that thing where it's like, hey, here's a whole different thing that you have to buy later on. This, you know, a whole different cut of the movie. No, that's my understanding is that it's going to be included with the Blu-ray. Yeah. And I believe it's included with the digital purchase as well. That should be. Yeah, actually, I can check that right now, but I'm not going to. So Right. So uh, next up, um, James Gunn's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 script will be used. This is a bittersweet um ending to this story because we still I at least I would like to see James Gunn direct uh Guardians Volume 3. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least script is going to be used, so which I assume he's going to get if not well obviously they're gonna, well, he's gonna get credit. Yeah, right. but I mean, you know, I don't know how how that how that translates to monetarily, if at all. I mean obviously it should be something since they're gonna use a script. But I, that that was the thing. I was like, well, okay, so the kid, they fired him, but they're going to use his stuff. So at least I assume he's going to get paid for that. Yeah. Outside of getting credit. Because that I'm would be. Sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. So so there you go. Um, speaking of that, uh, Kevin Feige says James Gunn's important to, importance to the MCU's future was exaggerated. So that was a nice little dig. So yeah, this kind of came out. I guess uh, Feige was talking to whoever, whoever, uh, and um, and I do remember some of the things being said. It was like uh, he quotes says his influence was Guardians. Uh, said Feige, it was Guardians. It was his input on Guardians and the Avengers film, as you have seen in Avengers in Infinity War and on Guardians three scripts, which we're still using. Uh, so you still see that influence. I think online, sort of the notion of architect across multiple cosmic things was slightly blown out of proportion because I believe, yeah, there was some remarks by James Gunn previously before the, he got fired that, or a surrounding, I should say, James Gunn. I don't know if it was necessarily him saying that, you know, what he did on Guardians is going to, in you know, going forward is going to be intricate to phase four of uh, the MCU. Hmm. And that, I guess, uh, yeah, according to this, says, quote unquote, shepherding the future of the Marvel Cosmic Universe. As, as, yeah, there were definitely some stories about that. Um, but obviously, the, 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 the stage, you know, the next stage of the Marvel movie, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is still kind of in its nascent stage. So, mm-hmm. you know, still lots of stuff in development. It just sucks that Gun's not around to help. Yeah, and apparently, Eternals is still a thing that's going to happen. Yes. Yes. I saw that. That's but nice. uh, our next story is 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 about some uh, what is it the Hulu stuff? Yes. Um, Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. duck. Uh, Kevin Smith has recruited former Howard the Duck star Leah Thompson for a secret role in the show. I mean, 
come on, she's playing Beverly. Let's not. No, I'm just kidding. Probably not. But wouldn't that be something that's like secret role? But she's just playing the role she was playing in the old movie, which I I stand behind the Howard the Duck movie. I still love that movie. I don't care what anyone says. I haven't seen it in ages. I know that Holly Robinson's in it. Oh yeah, that's right. She was the um. The, yeah, there's one of the guitarists. Yeah. Bruce, yep. Dang, that's a now that's the thing you decided to pull out. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Uh, but yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen Howard the Duck movie from what was eighty six or something, it's a Lucasfilm oh. joint. It's uh yeah eighty six. Oh wow. Um, you should go check it out. It's a treat. It's very much a treat. But yeah, apparently the the animated series that is coming up along with those other the, on the Hulu stuff. Um. She's going to be a part of, which, yes, rightly so, should be. Next up, um, Disney Plus, and yes, that is the name of it, streaming service, price, release date, movies, TV show, and everything else. Actually, this this article kind of doesn't really say all that much about it, except for we know the fact that Disney Plus is coming, and it's coming sometime this year. We just don't know that much about it outside of speculation of price and what may possibly be on it, because this article... Right. Hmm. Kind of. My understanding, I was about to say, I don't know if you have an article on this later on, but something I read today. Do you have Overflow? Uh, not for a cinematic, but for. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I don't see it. I don't think, but I it, it it was in the news today, comic book news today, or mm-hmm. very recently that um, Marvel's looking to. Uh, looking for a way to differentiate, uh, looking for a way to allow consumers to differentiate between the all ages and the adult oriented entertainment they're going to produce. Mm. And um, Disney's making business moves uh, with regard to Hulu, and that may play into what uh, what Marvel Studios is looking to to do and establishing a way to differentiate. So you're saying they might put the adult stuff on Hulu and leave the uh the, the all stuff ages on... right all I ages think stuff. Yeah, I want to say if if not that last article, this article, there was an article I did see that that kind of mentioned something about that. Yes, right, because it has something to do with uh, buying out Warner Brothers share in Hulu. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, and creating like a you know like a real uh, majority. You know, forget my uh, a small majority. It's a you know it's a plurality of. Uh, of shares in Hulu. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting to, to think about how this is all going to break down towards the end of the year and how some people are going to have to make decisions about what streaming services they're going to be subscribed to. Right. In fact, this article does mention something alluding to something about that. So. All righty. Next up. Next up, I believe. What's next? I thought we were doing crazy. Oh, good gracious. Well, I was about to say, I'm like, what What was that? Uh, oh, Katie Lotz is returning to Arrow for a Birds of Prey-inspired episode. Yes. So oh, the original Canary is coming home. As Black Canary. Which, nice. you know, yes. So she's been, you know, she, which almost made me so I was like, wait, is she not playing White Canary on, on Legends anymore? Or, you know, because there have been, which we have been talking about, and I may, there may be some news about this, leavings on other Arrow, uh, Arrowverse shows. But, um, so yeah, apparently she's going to be uh, the Black Canary again on Arrow again, which I will hold back my comment. Because I thought she was awesome as that. Um, 
Next up. Report. Batwoman can't actually bring Batman into the CW's Arrowverse. Wait, so I mean, this is this is not out of the ordinary. I mean, yeah, they're doing whatever they're doing uh, and on Gotham right now, and apparently Batman's about to come into that or is coming there. I don't know. I'm dreadfully behind on Gotham. Um, but Gotham takes place before Batman uh, was a thing. This is presumably taken after, well, quote unquote after, in that there is there's no Batman anymore. All, all the heroes have left according to to this in that universe. Or whatever universe she's from, because she was in the. Um, I still haven't seen the stupid thing. Not stupid thing. I shouldn't say that. Um, the the crossover, the last crossover. So yeah, basically, hey, guess what? Um, Bruce Wayne will be around, but not as not as Batman. So it's, it's like, which kind of puts me in mind of okay, so it's going to be Batman Beyond. We'll see. Yeah, so it's what it sounds like. Alrighty, next up. Next up, the CW's Batwoman cast Kate Kane's father. So oh, yes. <laughs> nice. Fans of Mission Impossible Two will will probably appreciate it. It's Doug Ray Scott. Okay. Who was the who, who would have been Wolverine? Oh yeah, he was in the running for that, wasn't he? Jeez. Right. If it wasn't for Mission Impossible Two, it wouldn't. Uh, it, it wouldn't have gone to Hugh Jackman. Mm-hmm. Wait, did he play? Who plays? Uh, no, it wasn't him. I was about to say, did he not play uh, Sabretooth in, in X-Men Origins Wolverine? That wasn't him. Oh. No. It wasn't him, yeah. Sabretooth um, was Tyler Maine. Right, which was a, what a name. Wait, no, a name? no, 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 Tyler, Tyler Maine, he was, there's two Sabretooths. One was Tyler Maine, one was um, uh, the dude that plays... uh. Uh yeah, Tyler Me was a wrestler, but who's the dude that plays um Oh, uh, it's a show on Showtime. Uh Ray Donovan? Yes. That act that actor. Um wait, I'm well, I was just specifically talking about X Men Origins Wolverine, not, not Yeah, Liam Schreiber. Was it? Yep. Holy yeah, cow. It was Tyler Maine in the X Men movies, but Leah Schreiber played uh Wolver uh Sabretooth in X-Men Origins. Oh, okay. Huh. Which a movie I still haven't seen all the way through, but yeah. Probably You're lucky. <laughs> well, you know what? There was one time I was stuck in a hotel room one time and, and all of the movies came on. Okay. And I think and weirdly enough, that was the one that I kept missing the most of. <laughs> um but anyway, that's that's you know that's uh, and that, that was what probably me said, I'm gonna go watch all of these movies back to back like a dumb person and Anyway, next up, um, Stargirl cast Amy Smart and three others, according what to the Um, well, is that Star- the Big Ranger? No, no, okay. No, you're thinking of, I don't know if you, you're thinking of, no, that is definitely not her. Uh, <laughs> I can see where you get that confused. Apparently, she was in that MacGyver uh, show. Okay, I've I've heard that name before. I don't know where else though. Um, regardless, that no, no. So she's going to play Barbara Whitmore, Barbara uh, mother of uh, Courtney Whitmore, Star Girl, and wife of Luke Wilson's Pat Dugan. Uh, so I guess Luke Wilson's Wilson's always already in this already. Um, also, there's going to be Neil Jackson, 
from I guess that next Kingsman movie and uh, Hunter Salzone who's playing an unidentified character and Star Wars going to start in August and I don't think, think I don't know I may or may not have I think there was supposed to be some Justice Society characters that I may have already gotten that I may have um, hired but we may have already talked about that or that's a, whatever Next, uh, report: The Flash might be losing another longtime star. So, uh, following a rumor uh, that uh, the dude that plays Cisco is going to exit at the end of season five, a new report indicates Daniel Panabaker is also going to depart. Which. I would, I would, granted, again, haven't caught up with the show, but I would hate for either one of those to leave because they've been so, they've been basically integral to the part of the, to the show, which, but mm-hmm. if, if these rumors are actually true. And there was also another rumor that, uh, the, um, of, um, the guy who, the, the dude who plays Cisco might be going over the Legends. I'm not sure about that. Okay. Even, like, so all of this is still a rumor or whatever the case may be. So hopefully everything's all right, and hopefully you know things kind of turn out the way we're good, because there's been a few people leaving those shows. Uh, next up, although we we thought you know, she was probably going to leave when they when they pulled the 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 Killer Frost trigger, which they had done. Right. They they, they did that pretty early. Yeah, which didn't end up happen. And as far as the last time I saw, it was still was still somewhat a part of the show. So, anywho, next up. Oh, uh, Aquaman crosses 800 million internationally. Lee, 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 Lee. So, yes, um, apparently, yeah, exactly. It's raking the dough, boys. Mm. Uh, right behind is Spider Man into the Spider Verse, which was 15th and 16th in their rankings. And let's see, yeah, they're both still making a lot of money. Both are also still coming out on Blu ray quite soon. One's yeah. out on digital already. Yeah, uh, which one? Who's it? Um, Spider Verse. Spider Verse is out at the no beginning. It's not on digital. Of, it's like what a, a week and a half on on week after next. Yeah, right. No wait. Yeah, week after next. Yeah. Yeah, week after next. Yeah. Beginning. It's like the first Tuesday after. So yeah. Right. All right. Um, next up, uh, Will Smith has exited the now James Gunn-led Suicide Squad sequel. That's that's too bad. Is it? Because, honestly, if they were (laughs) able to make it less of a Will Smith vehicle, it might work. And if they also put the scope on on the correct side of his face. (laughs) <laughs> you know yeah i so, guess actually wait did they even yeah they did put him on yeah, yeah they did put it on but uh but like i said uh the first one was really a will smith yeah vehicle, uh, and it what, turned into uh will smith and um margot Robbie, Robbie which, hey. uh, rekindling their uh sexual tension i um, know right so yeah it is what it is um, so I, I don't know. He was 
less the part of that movie. And granted, that movie wasn't great, but it ended up being a little bit better with the with the, whatever version that came out with on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he was probably the the less likable part about that movie, I guess, to me. Like Will Smith to to a point, but yeah. right. Anyway, moving right along. Uh, Ezra Miller, uh, I'm going to hold withhold some commentary. By the way, oh uh, what you mean jokes? Well, there's that too. But they this this article's already done that. Uh, <laughs> Ezra Miller reveals why the Flash movie is running late. That wasn't the the um the, the commentary I was going to hold back, but yeah, no. oh. something to to the side dealing with that dude. Anywho, um, so yeah, basically, uh, Ezra Miller was um was being interviewed when he was promoting his other movie, Fantastic Beats. Um, and he basically says that uh, anyone who knows anything about Barry Allen knows he's, that he's always late, which is true. But then always, uh, but then when he arrives, he always gets stuff done. And that's definitely how I thought, you were, gonna, I thought you were going to quote Ashanti just then. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I didn't think about that until you just said so. But thanks for that. <laughs> Um, but then when he arrives, he gets stuff done, and that's definitely how this film's production schedule is proceeding. We're a little late, he says. I was about but to, you guys can tell that I had a little caffeine before the show, <laughs> and apparently I'm having some uh, uh, during the course of the show, and it's, it's not working for me for some reason. <laughs> you know, I would have caught that before now. Anyway, um, but the reasons why we're so late, and this is honest truth, we're all, and I include myself, we're very meticulous, focused on the movie. That's what blah blah blah. He goes on to say, "Hey, it's getting done, but we, you know we're." trying to make it the best movie possible. I need to go through the rest of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I'm going to hold some commentary I was going to say and just move on. All righty. So next up, uh, the Banana Splits, if you all remember, that is being turned into a horror film by Warner Brothers and Siffy Sci-Fi. One so, banana, two banana, three banana, four. Okay. <laughs> So it's, gonna, it's actually going to arrive later this year. Yeah, apparently. So and this is what I was going to ask Doug about because I know he he is of a like the both of us of a certain vintage and probably remember the banana splits. Who started off as as a um, a lovable live action slash uh, animated uh, cartoon series from the late seventies? Uh, excuse me, early seventies actually. Wait, sixty eight through seventy. So yeah. I remember seeing that in reruns or syndication, rather, and yeah. And the other reason why we're bringing it up is because they 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 did do a crossover with DC stuff, and there's also Warner Bros. property anyway, I believe. If I'm not mistaken. Okay. So the banana splits. I would imagine, and I don't think this article is going to say as much. Uh, wait. Oh wait. In 2008, the property underwent a short-lived revival on Cartoon Network in the form of a comedy shorts and music videos. That I did not know. Um, but what I was going to say was that, um, I kind of imagine if, and this is me speculating, they're probably going to do this in the vein of Five Nights at Freddy's, which is a fairly popular horror video game for those in the know. Okay. Uh, that basically is a take on, uh, um, like, uh, Chuck E. Cheese, or at least the after hours of the Chuck E. Cheese with the animatronics and stuff like that. If you haven't played it and you like horror stuff, you, you, if, if you hadn't known about it before now, I don't know where you've been. Anyhow, and that's just my speculation, but outside of that, what the heck are they going to do with the banana splits to make it? Now, granted, actually, you don't have to do much. <laughs> Alrighty. But, because now you think about it, because you know about the banana splits, right? 
Not, I don't recall very much of it. Wow. Uh, you know, the name rings a bell. Sure. But, yeah, it That's wouldn't take much to probably take that into a horror theme. So I guess we'll see how that shapes out uh, later on when that happens. Next. That's you. Uh, Riverdale spinoff. Katie King casts its lead roles. So, yes, they are milking the whole CW-ness uh, of, and the whole Riverdale-ness of the Archie yeah. comics and making a spinoff. <laughs> I remember my sister collected Katie King comics. I remember them coming up in like Archie, Archie Digest, but wasn't, you know, obviously it wasn't a thing for me. But yeah, I'm like, okay, sure. Um, but yeah, uh, Katie King being a staple of Archie comics, I guess it was only a matter of time before they started mining that stuff. And from, from what the, the description sounds like, it's ripe for CW in this business. Mm-hmm. Um, so apparently, see, Johnny Bochamp. Bo- and Julia Chan both have been cast for the series, which is expected to, to take place sometime after the events of Riverdale in New York City. Um, I don't know if it does it says here. Yeah, Chan plays Pepper Smith, a trendy young woman hoping to own her own nightclub, even as she hides her own insecurities and secrets. Bochamp will portray George slash Ginger Lopez, a young man. Uh, who's worked with his family's bodega by day and performs as his drag queen persona by night with Dreams of Broadway. Okay. Yeah. Next up. Um, also, well, yeah, I was about to say, because I think some of this plays into that, but go ahead. Related to, to our previous news item, uh, Camille Hyde and Lucian uh, Lavacount uh, are joining the CW's Riverdale spinoff, uh, Katie Keene. And they're playing the brother-sister team of Alexander and uh, Alexandria Cabot, who most known uh, for Josie and the Pussycat. Which, by the way, Josie, uh, the Riverdale version of Josie, is going to be in Katie Keene also, played by Ashley Murray. Um, so, yeah. So, apparently, the, the Cabot... Uh, no word whether Salem the Cat is going to be... Wait, wait. Was it not Salem. I'm sorry. Salem is uh, Sabrina's cat. I don't remember what their cat's name is, but no word of whether the cat's going to show up. Mm-hmm. And no word is whether she's going to have magic, which I seriously doubt. Because uh, if you remember the cartoons, and I doubt many of you do, um, I think Alexandra had some low-level magic, which she tried to foil Josie and the Pussy Cats with. Next up. No, we're good. We're, we're going to transition into the couple. <laughs> yes. Okay. That is it for cinematic news. Um, actually, uh, this is the, the time and place where I will tell you the, the before we transition into comic news that um, check out the show notes because we have some good stuff in the clickbait section. And also, which are a couple of things I'm going to bring up before we get into the news. Um, Solicitations for May 2019 have all barreled out, which all timely because usually they stagger some, some of the folks staggered, but it looks like mostly everybody's come out by now. So, hey, guess what? Some of the news is coming up. It's going to be from solicits. But anyway, um, highlighting a couple of things from the quick clickbait section really quick. Uh, there's an article about how Bitterroot, a Harlem Renaissance comic by an all black comic, uh, all black creative team came to be. You should go check it out and definitely check out Bitterroot the comic. Shout out to um, um, David Walker, um, Sanford Green, Green, Chuck Brown, local folk, holla holla. 
um, Sanford Green we've had on the show before, actually, well before Little Room came out. So, anyway, so you should go check that uh, article out uh, in the show notes. And also, there is a writer, Dan Slott, reveals the secret history of the Spider-Verse. So, this was basically, and matter of fact, this might have come out the same night of the Oscars. Or the day after, I can't remember. But Dan Slott was on Twitter talking about, basically, uh, how Spider-Verse came into the B. And surprisingly enough to some people, it did not come from... Uh, the Spider-Man animated series of the 90s, but a video game, which I'm probably going to play fairly shortly, not, not right now, but Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions, which uh, Slot wrote, which kind of started the underpinnings of um, of, uh, of um, Spider-Verse mm-hmm. because it also had different Spider-Verses, Spider-Men from different Spider-Universes. Right, and from that, like the, as Slot says in this in this thread, just kind of snowball. Yeah, basically, it was Slot's way of one upping. Yes, uh, what they were able to do in the video game. He's like, well, we have access to all these characters, so right, and and kind of one upping Bendis because they were because apparently during said Marvel retreat, that was you know, they, the Marvel higher ups wanted him and Bendis to kind of work on some stuff, and Bendis was already doing. Well, there were, I think Spider Men was a yes. part of the trade off. Well, yeah, so. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and that's ended up being so Ben ended up getting Spider Men, and then you know, a slot ended up doing Spider Verse a little bit later. Mm-hmm. It's a good read. Check that out. I was about to say, we all know which one turned out to be a bigger and better event. Yep, but we did get well, no, we didn't get Spider Man. Uh, well, that was before that, regardless, forget what I was about to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now we're going to get into the comic book news. So and comic book news looks like it has some carryover now. It does, yes. There's, Spillover. There's, yes, okay. I just wanted to confirm so that I don't get lost as we're going through. Mm-hmm. Um, so, our first story is uh, an old bitter Cyclops is going to rejoin champions for War of the Realms. So, um, as part of the War of the Realms uh, tie-in, they're going to reunite the entirety of uh, the champions' original roster and bring in uh, old man Cyclops, <laughs> right? That's bring be weird. in, yeah, bring in grown up Cyclops. So I am actually looking forward to this. I'm like, yeah, you could, cause you kind of wonder, like, well, Cyclops is not dead any longer, and apparently he does have memories, right? Which is a yeah, recent exactly. memory to most right. of us, you know. Yeah, when they sent them back to uh, what's one called? When they sent the uh, original Cyclops back in time, yeah, and so. It was- a timeline right and he ended up getting all his memories from that and mm-hmm. which is leading which is end up going to lead up from this and that's going to be a weird thing that's going to pop up but yeah, like I said, i'm looking kind of looking forward to seeing how they played it out and this was just an article with uh jim's up talking about it uh next up marvel will introduce a completely new spider-man this summer now i saw the the image that is on this article and i thought wait they're they've already um Introduce Spider PD. So, what are you talking about? But no! Uh, a new web slinging superhero is about to join the Marvel Universe this summer, debuting in, in the pages of Friendly Neighborhood Spider Man. Uh, and apparently, his name is going to be, it's going to be a younger Spidey, if I'm not mistaken. And they're gonna, it's going to be named Spider Bite. I don't know if that's in this article. Yeah, Spider Bite. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know 
one, I, and see, I was about to say we got enough spider folk, but you know what? And that being said, we would. They shunt him into a uh, alternate universe so that he comes back in a future Spider Verse or Geddon uh, crossover. That's okay. Well, I I was thinking it was the same one that was out of Spider Geddon, which I still need to read. But um, I don't, apparently it is not. Um, yeah. So again, it's come from the May solicits, and you know, so there, there mm-hmm. that. So more on that when we get there. Next. Uh, let's see. Marvel is switching out the artist on upcoming Amazing Spider-Man number 19. So Gerardo Sandoval has replaced Umberto Ramos as artist of April 10th Amazing Spider-Man number 19. This is the third part of the Hunted Story arc. Ramos remains solicited to draw the other issues of the arc 18, 20, and 21. It's probably just to give him a break. Probably. Um, So yeah, there you go. I was about to say, I don't know what else Ramos is doing. He's probably got a little stuff going on, obviously. But yeah, it's probably giving him breakers. Stuff mm-hmm. is coming out, kind of blah, blah, blah. Yeah, um, exactly. On the bi weekly schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, Savage Sword of Conan, number six, debuts new creative team. So the creative team of Jerry Duggan and Ron Garney wrap up their run on Savage Sword, which just came out fairly recently. Uh, was well, uh, issue two just came out. Wait, was it two or three? Two. Three. Regardless, the, the series just Savage started. Sword? Savage Sword, yeah. Was it three that came out this week? I don't... You know, it doesn't matter. Regardless, the, this just started. Um, I, you, know, you might be right. It might be two. But I think it was... Th- no, it is three. It is three. Right. So, so uh, whatchamacallit? So, they're halfway through their run, and uh, that's kind of typical for Savage Sword. This, is, this was always more of the anthology-type series. Mm. So... It's nice that, you know, they're giving creators a chance to, you know, tell their story and then wrap it up. Yeah, so in May, uh, well, actually, technically um, late April, but writer Meredith Finch and artist Luke Ross will take over the series uh, in issue six. Uh, let see. David Finch and Frank D'Armato will gr- join, also join the creative team providing covers for the series. So, okay. Get that Conan money back. Um, Next Mar- up, Marvel's Black Cat lands ongoing comic series. Uh, apparently, spinning out of the pages of Amazing Spider Man, the first ever ongoing series to star Marvel's lead character, Cat Burglar. Black Cat will arrive this summer. Um, let's see. Yeah, the series will follow Felicia Hardy as she crosses the Thieves Guild, which I know has been coming up in Amazing Spider Man, but still, mm-hmm. I still think X Men. Uh, of course, yeah. Well, we always uh, thought that the Thieves Guild was based in New Orleans, but... right? But apparently, they're like um, the the DC version of the Assassins Guild. The, the, uh, but anyway, regardless, uh, leading to so what? No, I, I thought you were done with that. Yeah, uh, Thieves Guild, the, 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 the Major Seven Man Six Sixteen, which comes out next month, leading her to go on the run, both from Secret Order and the. Uh, uh, the authorities. So there you go. Okay. Black Cat gets a book. All right. Um, Some sad news. Yeah. So apparently, Donny Cates, writer of Venom, mm. has received death threats over controversial story arc. So I don't know what's going on in Venom. Now I want to read it. 
So good work on uh, giving this book some shine, um, death threat, death threat giving people. Well, and or, uh, and you know, well, yeah. Well, my point is, uh, you know, talk about giving, you know, talk about uh, you know having that effort backfire on your stupid idiot heads. Yeah. Uh, writer Donny Cates has revealed he's received multiple death threats. Uh, regarding the contents of Venom number eleven, was that last week's issue or last month's issue? Uh, probably. All right. I so think just the only person, the only person, been reading this, Tim. Who wrote this article, by the way? Right. So I need to catch up on this. I need to see what's what. Yeah. Apparently, um, according to this article, there's some a there was some. I don't know. He mentioned shipping, which I guess some people did between Eddie Brock and the symbiote, but apparently that's not the case. Going into whatever's going on in this book, oh, that's so weird. So, and yeah. not only that, but yeah, there's some things, there's some machinations apparently uh, that people are, are not too happy with. And as you said, it's got stupid, there's stupid heads all up in a thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, alrighty. So, yeah, you got next. um, sad news. I wish people would grow up and be better. And I and for some strange reason I just remembered I didn't read uh, West Coast Avengers this week, and that was the one book I said I wanted to read. Anyway, it had nothing to do with controversy or anything, but that just whatever. Uh, writer Chris Claremont returns to Marvel's X Men, so and threatens to leave dangling plot lines. Oh no! <laughs> I feel like I the last uh, Claremont was at um, Heroes Con last year. Um, and I think I still have audio of, of that panel, I think. And that, some of that may have gotten brought up because it was him and Ed Piscor in a panel, uh, okay. which was pretty cool. Um, and that might have got brought up some some kind of way. It's, he's an interesting listen, let's just, let's just say. Yeah, he's... Uh... <laughs> he's... He, he... That, it's good or bad. He's a, he's an interesting. This is he's an yeah, interesting. yeah. That's probably the best way to put it. Um, my 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 la- my lasting memory of him is he was the first um, writer that I knew that charged five dollars a signature, mm. um, and then it seemed like that was becoming the norm. Um, Which, hey, get that money, you know, right. And I, you know, I've joked about this on the show before. I'm 100 percent sure I have. Um, it was because, and, and I distinctly remember when he wasn't charging, and people were coming up with their entire Uncanny X Men runs mm. and just like standing online with like boxes full of books to get their book signed. So. Yeah, which you know what? If you're gonna do that, it makes that it makes sense. You're gonna charge, you know, charge for it. Seriously, I mean, I've got my share of Claremont book signed before he started charging, so I'm all right. But uh, you know, <laughs> it's. Yeah, that's the truth, man. Yeah, you know, I was never one of those people that that walked up to 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 a creator with a uh, a box full of books. Yeah, with and a, with a long box was even exaggerating what I had. So a right. handful at most. Right, people, one maybe two books, and keep it pushing. Right. You coming up here with long boxes of stuff to get signed? They know you're going to try to sell the stuff. And yeah, you're, for real, you're it's, being it's assholes. Crazy. When when you got people walking around with like um, those uh, mini shopping carts or those little luggage carts of, mm-hmm. of uh, you know car- with uh, and with literal books. long boxes, yeah, with yeah with bo- with bo- with long boxes of books bungee corded to them. Come on now. Yeah. Anyway, that is that. Um, 
All right, so I got next. Uh, Major X. Rob Liefeld reveals another new X-Men character. So he's teased um, a Major X, and Major X being um, introduced, and now uh, he's uh, posted the design for Aura on Instagram. Yep, and if you're watching the video, you can see said that said picture. You know, okay. he's he's actually showing. Well, I, I was gonna feet. say he's showing feet. a little bit of restraint. <laughs> he's showing feet. Yeah, no, uh, that too. But and then she's not as bulky as his '90s version, but still with the pouches, mm-hmm. which I'm pretty sure you know. That's, that is an inside joke in this thing at this point, as we as most people know. Hey, I, if I recall correctly, the most recent issue of uh, Miles Morales Spider-Man that Cap uh, guest appeared in, he pulled the cell, his Stark cell phone out of yes. one of the pouches, and I was like, "Hey!" No, no, right? Pouch got uses, right? Yeah. Which I mean, well, yeah, you know, and that's a whole other situation. I, I, that was one of the reasons why I enjoyed that issue, because um, he had to, because he had to get help with a cell phone. Because like, all right, yes, we get it. Cap's old. <laughs> but anyway, that's that's unrelated to the fact that you know, life is threatening another character. Oh, jeez. Yeah, right. uh, so yeah, it's a young lady named Ara, uh, who looks like she's wearing Sentinel type armor, according to this. And yeah, again, pouches. Anyway, next up, um, I guess I think this is me. Oh shoot, I should have. Should have typed it with this with the other thing, but nevertheless, Marvel's Wolverine heads to the Bayou in trailer for the Lost Trail uh, podcast. So there is another serial like um, audio podcast starring Wolverine that is coming. Uh, I never did listen to that one, but apparently it was probably enough to get another one. So yes, there's a trailer for uh, Wolverine's Lost Trail, which is the next. Uh, podcast series okay but we have some more news on a similar front later on okay um next up uh superboy is going to be getting a new code name so the superboy that we're talking about is john kent oh okay so the sun the actual right. son, yes, yeah. Right. So apparently, uh, not the clone, right? Yeah. So there's and that which brings not that you bring that up there. They're going to apparently Connor, Connor Kent, and John Kent are going to hash that out. They're in. They're in. Um, wait, is it going to be in Young Justice or is it going to be in Superman? I can't remember which one is going to be. Uh, I think it's in Superman. I don't remember. Regardless, but yeah, they're going to meet and hash that out, leading to. Um, the young John Kent to get a new super super name. I was about to say super suit, but maybe it's going to be. And since he's already been aged up, now that I think about it, that's still going to be. That's even weirder still. So maybe it's going to be called Super Teen. No, Super Lad. I know, right? But Super Teen was an Archie thing, so that's a whole different thing. Next up, uh, Matt Fraction, Greg Rucka writing Superman spinoff series in 2019. Wow. Which, yeah, that was the first time I was about to say Fractions hadn't been writing much lately. Um, um, so this is interesting. Uh, which is, is also not true. But um, 
Well, not entirely true, because I know he and his wife has been doing that. They're McFred stuff, doing TV stuff, and mm-hmm. and Sex Criminals kind of sort of still around, but I think a lot of stuff got put on hold, and I'm trying to remember the last stuff he wrote, comic-wise. But regardless, hey, guess what? Uh, new Superman series, because Lord knows we don't need we need enough of those. But this is apparently going to be Jimmy Olsen ongoing with uh, Greg Rucka. So they're bringing that back because our fans, well, people in the know know that Jimmy Olsen had a book back in like forties or something, fifties. I don't know. Yeah, that's about right. Something like that. So yeah, um, that's a thing. Who knows? Um, uh, not much to just talk about. They, they go from that and talk about other stuff. And apparently, oh wait, apparently there's going to be a Lois Lane ongoing series also, because, you know, you got to have the trifecta and add to the Superman roster of books, because there's like 12 by now. Slightly mm-hmm. facetious, but whatever. Jesus. Anyway, next up. Uh, DC Black Label, remember that? Yes. It's going to release Batman The Last Night on Earth. Uh, so this is coming from Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. Um, it's a story about Bruce Wayne waking up in Arkham Asylum, young, sane, and uh, he was never Batman. So that's that. Which sounds like a familiar story, but we're, we're not going to, you know what, moving right along. So I thought you oh, Batman damned anybody? I know, right? Um, so this next news, speaking of Batman, gave me no end to delight, and I kind of wish... Uh, Dirt was here because I know he didn't like this, but no kind of taste. <laughs> Batman pursues Roadrunner in sequel to King and Weeks's Elmer Fudd team up. Uh, I so I am an unabashed fan of that uh, Batman Elmer Fudd special that came out probably what two years ago at this point. Um, been that long? I want to say yes, I, but I could I could it be. Feels like it was just yesterday. Or at the, at the very least, last year. Um, oh but my I don't remember. Okay, so no, that was 2017. The Lobo Roadrunner special, which I don't think I still have yet to read. Um, it was either if, yeah. So I think that yeah. So I think that was in that same initial run. So that was two years ago. Oh my god! Uh, if you have not yeah, read. On- on sale date June twenty eighth, twenty seventeen. So a year and a half ago. Holy cow! Well, wait. What is, does it say that? I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Oh, okay. So yeah, that was in that. I think that was in that. If I'm not mistaken, that was in that kind of sort of initial run of that stuff. Even though technically there was another kind of thing before that. But again, if you have not read that Batman Elmer Fudd special, it was. I think personally, it was awesome. I love that issue. Um. That's too funny. Unashamedly. But anyway, like I said, there's going to be a somewhat of a sequel with this. So Batman's going to chase the Roadrunner. I, come on. Think about that for a second. And obviously, I, well, I'm not even obviously. I was like, is Wiley going to be on that? Because Wiley was, did show up in those um, crossover uh, books. Yeah, and that was the the low the, the Lobo Roadrunner ones, I remember. Um, which was not as good, but whatever. Hmm. So... I wonder if he's Wally is going to be in this one, since you know Roadrunners. Mm. Anyway, Batman's going after Roadrunner. Come on, that's 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 funny. Anyway, next up. Next up, uh, we finally find out what deceased means well, for we, the DC well, universe. Yeah, the bigger thing because yeah, we got teased on. Well, we we talked about it a little bit last 
week about the, mm-hmm. the fact that it's a thing. Right. So, so we- this is from Tom Taylor. Mm-hmm. And uh, the story is a full-blown event. Uh, the event centers around the heroes of the DC universe being assaulted by a terrifying disease with disastrous effects. Um, it's a techno virus that's been released on Earth. Apparently, it's from. Oh, I, I read that for it was a minute. From I thought you were joking, and I was about to say it's depression because of heroes in crisis. But no, oh, uh, it's from Dark Side. My that's my understanding, and it's infected right. uh, six hundred million people and turned them basically into violent, monstrous engines of destruction, aka zombies. So uh, the heroes are completely caught off guard, and um, you know it's a big struggle. Hmm. I was in when I first saw this. I was like, "Well, given what happened in, um, I was thinking it was still an uh, injustice uh, thing, which is what is is night." And Tom Taylor was the the, the main writer on Injustice, uh, uh-huh. Johnson Among Us, which you should check out. It was a really good video game and the the, the comic series. Right, uh, I played the video game. Yeah, it's it's a good it's a good game, and like I said, the, and the the book that came out of that was also really including going. To, into some crossovers, which of recently with the the Masters of the Universe crossover, which apparently something happened to Superman. Um, won't go into that. Uh, but yeah, so this is the thing. This is main. This, I guess this is Prime DC Universe, and yeah, this is a thing. Okay. Um, and uh, you you said Technovirus. I'm like, wait, what? That's a Marvel thing. Why? But anyway, we won't go into that. Dan Abnett brings the Cosmic Justice to Cosmic to Justice League uh, Odyssey. Dan Dan Abnett, known for his comic business with Guardians of the Galaxy, for the other for the uh, competition. That is me editorializing. But uh, when Dan Abnett takes over Justice League Odyssey beginning this week, apparently um, his goal is to bring the cosmic. Hey, you remember the old days of DNA? Oh, those were fun yeah. times. Um. They don't work together anymore. No, they do not. No, they do not. That is uh, Dan Abner and whatever landing. I can't remember his last Andy name. Andy Lanning. Andy Lanning, thank you. That's where the A comes from. Yes. Um, they were a good team. They did a lot of customers. They did Annihilation and all that kind of good stuff for the Marvel Universe. But Abner's still out there. I don't know what, what landing is doing right now. Regardless, um, he's an inker. Is he? Okay. That's my gut, but I'm going to Google that uh, while I talk about the next story. Yeah, because every time Abner comes up, I always wonder about that. But basically, yeah, Justice League, obviously, he's taken over this week and is going more cosmic with it, as if it already wasn't. DC's Year of the Villain number one is available in a customized edition, so apparently uh, retailers will be able to order these. Uh, yes, it yeah, is priced twenty five cent. Store information logo and a special offer coupon. Yep. There yeah, is. and uh, apparently is available in a special customized retailer version with a minimum of order of five thousand copies. Ha <laughs> know uh, that always goes over well, and they, and it's going to be priced for at a quarter. Which, sure, we still don't know what this year the villain is, but apparently this is going to give some some. Just going to talk about that some kind of way somehow. Anyway. DC bringing death to the bombshell line. Um, and I first thought they were killing the bombshell line, but no. Uh, the personification, personification of death in the DC universe uh, is going to get her own um, action figure, a doll, whatever. Um, and as you can see from the picture, there it is. And it's coming to the bombshells line. So there you go. All righty. 
Uh, All right, next up. Uh, in business news, DC gained ground while Marvel topped the January 2019 sales charts with big gains overall in units and dollars. Guess what? They're still making money, folks, and Marvel just did a little bit better. Mm-hmm. As you can see from the charts, according to this article and Diamond, let us move on. Um, Nancy Spears named DC's new VP of sales. Congrats to her. Really not much else to say about that. Oh, apparently she's was a, 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 a part of the that whole Mar, uh, Walmart and Target thing that DC ended up doing. The the books, yeah. whatever. So so cool beans. Uh, next up. Uh, let's see what's our. Next this is some cool news. Slightly, it's cool news, but at the same time, I'm like. You know what? Just go ahead and get into it. Go ahead. All right. AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, is getting her own comic book. Because that tends to happen. After after finally successfully uh, asking some questions of Michael Cohen, um, (laughs) she is getting her uh, own comic book that's out from Devil's Due Comics. Obviously, this came out before the whole Michael Cohen thing. But but yes, it it is fun to think that that's the case regardless (laughs) Uh, she, she's she's doing she's doing good work up uh, up in her streets. Um, I don't know if did you see her on DC's Amero? No. Uh, so that's, for for those fans of DC's Amero, uh, they there's a the, their first episode of the Showtime show just uh, started last week, and it's also free on YouTube right now, so you can go check that out. And she was the first okay. guest. It was it was pretty good interview. Anyway, so yes, uh, Devil's Due Comics has announced uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez and the Fre- Freshman Force. A one-shot special commemorative issue, which will be released uh, May 15th. Um, so, here's my problem. Not with this, because this seems kind of cool, but books like these. So, there's a, a whole bunch of those, you know, Trump books, whatever the case may be, and there's a lot of satirical books, uh, you know, using political fi- figures in various ways. And I kind of feel like those are kind of just cashing in especially the the weird stupid number of trump books that you know is quick kind of telling if you if you know regardless of whether it's satirical or not it's just it's just too much and yes there's been a uh barack obama book even as recently as a couple few months ago but, right where he was the black panther yes which uh, i don't know some of some of that is just kind of it's almost cringeworthy but <laughs> all right nevertheless so- that's just my editorial decision. Right. Let's move on. You got next. Kieran Gillen's Once and Future debuts August 2019. So apparently this is a new Boom Studios book um, written by Kieran Gillen, as we said, and Russ Manning. Oh, I'm sorry. And Dan Mora. Excuse me. Sorry. Award-winning, Russ Manning, award-winning artist Dan Mora. So apparently the gist of it is when a group of nationalists use an ancient artifact to bring a villain from Arthurian myth back from the dead to gain power, ex-monster hunter Bridget McGuire pulls her unsuspecting grandson Duncan, a museum curator, into the world of magic and mysticism to defeat a legendary threat. So it sounds like Night of the Museum versus Van Helsing or something. I don't know. So, I don't know. Yeah, sounds interesting. Speaking of Kieran Gillen, uh, mm-hmm. Image Comics' Die, number one, is returning with a fourth printing. So this is uh, Gillen and artist Stephanie Hans's Die, number one. 
which is, hit uh, pretty much at a, a good time given the the um, the influx of uh, you know D and D and uh, gaming related stuff. Okay, I haven't read it, but maybe it's time to uh, follow up on this. I've read the first issue and I vaguely remember what happened in it. Um, but yeah, so Die is a pitch black uh, fantasy where a group of adults have to deal with the returning unearthly horror. They barely survived the teenagers, the teenage robbers. Uh, the series is perhaps best described as goth Jumanji. Okay, so so congrats to them on that. Um, IDW will publish new Usagi Yojimbo series, full color collections. So yeah, apparently, um, uh, Stan Sakai has moved. Uh, where, where, wait, who were they with before? Because this is basically saying that IDW is taking over uh, Usagi Yojimbo's publishing software, is they were not with IDW prior to this. I want to say he was with Boom, but I'm not 100 percent nope, sure. Not Dark Horse. Oh, was it Dark Horse? I yeah. mean, I feel like he was with Dark Horse a while ago. I don't well, yeah, remember. according to this, uh, created in nineteen in eighty four, the long running series has been published by Dark Horse uh, Comics since nineteen eighty five. Okay, so nineteen ninety five. Excuse me, sorry. Right, right. That that I remember, um, and I know that they had uh, you know been printing collections for the longest time as well. So right. So I guess so. I guess they're saying that yeah, there's no, not only will a bunch of those collections, a lot of those collections come out, but there's going to be a new series starring, uh, written and drawn by Sakai, and will debate the debut sometime this June, colored by Tom Luth. Okay. So fans of Yusagi Yojimbo rejoice, which I thought you were one of, but I don't know. I haven't read it in a while. Um, I don't know if there's been. I there I have been ongoing. Uh, going on, I just haven't read. I've got big collections that I have. Wait, was that a Turtles spinoff, or I'm, I'm thinking of something? No, but uh, it was definitely you know a concurrent with that. They definitely um, developed a, at the same time, and they had uh, crossovers. Right, adolescent mutant hamsters, all that. Kind of, anyway, let me stop. Anyway, um, Transformers: The Ghostbusters collide in new miniseries because that's probably one of the few. Uh, collaboration crossovers that hasn't happened between over there at idw um which actually coincides coincidentally enough makes sense because we talked about this last week um and i don't know if this had anything to do with it but the transformer uh the ghostbusters transformer ecto-1 that that was announced last week at Mm -hmm. we talked about a toy fair coincidence i think not anyway Uh, IDW Publishers has announced a new miniseries crossing over two beloved franchises, Transformers and Ghostbusters. I think, wait, T- Turtles probably hasn't trans- hasn't met up with Transformers yet. Batman hasn't. Because that uh, Star Trek... Oh, shoot. The Star Trek um, Transformers one is, that came out this week is still going on. So anyway, um, yeah, that's going to happen. And yes, I'm probably going to read it. Okay. Um, next up, uh, Dash Shaw is re- reimagining Clue, the board game. Clue, 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 Clue. Uh, this May in a comic book series. Yes. So worth noting, and I know, I know, I don't know. Dirt mentioned this in our back channel, and I had already seen this. It seemed this news, but yeah, apparently. So this is another Clue miniseries. This one's only going to be three issues, as opposed to the last one from last year, two years ago, something like that. Uh, that was like six issues or five issues, something like that. Um. Yeah, it's called Clue Candlestick, and uh, I, so it's going to be all the same characters. I don't think it's going to be the same characters from that particular run. 
It's just the same characters from the from the actual board game series, I guess. I don't even know who who Dash Shaw is, so I'm assuming he's somebody of note. But the way this article is talking, but hey, there you go. I'm gonna read it regardless. Next, some good news. Oh, is that me? Um, yes. G. Willow Wilson and Christian Ward rocket into Invisible Kingdom sci-fi saga. So G. Willow Wilson's got another book up his sleeves with Christian Ward, which you're doing a sci-fi bent. Hey, you couldn't ask for a better art than that. Nope. Um, so apparently, see, Wilson's settings are telling the kids. Oh, da, da, da. So basically, it's a Dark Horse book. Um, and it is... The partner is tethered to a remote star system where two women, a young religious acolyte, and the world weary fighter pilot each discover a vast conspiracy between the leaders of the system's major religion and the dormant corporation that com- com- uh, manipulates society. And some things go on, and some people want to run, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. March 20th is when this is uh, going to start on Karen Berger's Burger Books imprint. So, look out for that. Next. All righty. So we're going into our spillover page. Mm-hmm. Uh, Overkill's The Walking Dead is no more after Skybound terminated the deal. So this is the console version of Overkill's The Walking Dead video game has been canceled. Mm-hmm. Uh, Skybound pulled the licensing. And I feel like we could get some insight on this from some, from someone we know. Um, but, Probably. Yeah. But yeah, apparently the the, the 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 PC version had already been announced a couple couple of months ago, and you know, given that Starbreeze is going through bankruptcy, which is the same because there were a pretty decent um, studio and some other things with the studio going on, and um, and um, uh, blah, 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 Skybound not liking the direction that the the game was being taken, then it got deaded killed so another one bites the dust mm-hmm. next uh diamonds comic shop locator gets mobile friendly overhaul so you can go to comic shop locator.com on the on a mobile website and it'll look better or look nicer. that makes a lot of sense yeah totally I mean, you're, you're around your phone more often and hey, there are better chances of you being like, hey, where's the nearest comic shop? And you're looking at that, trying to look that up on your phone. I mean, more often than not, Google is pretty helpful with that. There's also that, but I'm just saying, but oh, a yeah. mobile version of this site, you know. Yeah, it's nice that Diamond's finally catching up to that. Yes. Well, yeah, I, as you have just postulated, it might be a little, little late, but sure. Yeah. But it's good for it. Uh, next. Oh, next up. Black Panther, Jessica Jones, Thor, and Black Widow are heading to audio and ebooks. So, Marvel is launching a new line of serialized audiobooks and ebooks with Serial Box, featuring original stories, uh, featuring those aforementioned characters and more, according to Variety Magazine. The first project is going to be a Thor serial by mm-hmm. editor Alex DeCampi and the writing team of Aaron Stewart on. Brian Keane, Jay Adidon, and Yoon Ha Lee. 
Yes, so good on that. So more audio podcasts, and it's S-E-R-I-A-L, as in that kind of serial, uh, and right. also the name mm-hmm. of that other podcast that was fa- wildly famous or wildly popular. So yeah, the cost will be $2-ish uh, an episode or the entire season for 14 bucks. So Okay. And again, follows along with that um, Wolverine one that happened that was apparently popular enough to, to merit another one. Um... Next up, Mirror Tidebreaker comes out with a trailer. Uh, this is the graphic novel on the young adult uh, imprint that DC is doing, written by uh, Daniel Page, which I know friend of the show Matt Wang wants us who wants us to um, to uh, interview at some point, and we should maybe yeah, soon because that's that. coming in April, uh, beginning of April. That is correct. On DC Inc. launches April second, and again the trailer is at the bottom of this uh, article, so you can go check that out and see what that's about. Alrighty. Uh, Cosmic up. Ghost, yeah, Cosmic Ghost Rider destroys Marvel history, beginning with meeting Frank Castle's infant son. In wait, what? In number one preview, so. They're doing a destroys the Marvel whatever thing, and it's this time Cosmic Ghost Rider. I feel like we've heard about this one before, but this is yeah. But I think now it's coming uh, because the solicits came out. Yeah, it's, right. it's, so it's, closer to uh, publication. Yeah, so it says here it's Cosmic Ghost Rider stuck in past. True, so he might as well have some fun with the origins of the Marvel universe. And then he, after going back and trying to kill Thanos as a baby. Um, Frank Castle has sworn off trying to alter history, but when you arrive on Earth's past at the birth of the Fantastic Four, how can you resist? So, Alrighty. Sure. Next up. And last, but not least, it felt like we had a ton of comic book news this week. Uh, you know, solicits. Yeah. Buffy the Vampire Slayer uh, is leading a Red Cross blood drive nationwide on March 10th. So, uh, And that is the book slash character. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, apparently, let's see. Duh, 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 duh. Red Cross is going to launch a Buffy Slay Day blood drive mm-hmm. um, at their Torrance, California donation center on March 10th. Other participating Red Cross blood drives include Atlanta, Charlotte, Nashville, and New York on March 11th. Hey. And they're also going to support the annual Buffy Slay Day celebration mm-hmm. with a variety of exclusive giveaways for blood and platelet donors. Always, you know, there's always a need for uh, blood donations. Absolutely. Uh, and apparently one of the giveaways is going to be um, the the new uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer series book, which I think has been sold out. So, yeah. So nice. includes an exclusive version of sold out debut issue of the Boom Studios new comic series. So, so, cool. You know what? So, yeah. Worthy cause. You get something cool out of it if you are so inclined. But, you know what? Again, like Agent 70 said, Different worthy, worthy cause. It's always needed. So if you're around, heck, even before or after, then you know, get blood if you if you're so inclined and can. Because I know some people can't for various reasons. And that, folks, uh, is the end of the comic news. Uh, hit us up with last ad. Last ad of the night is for Funko, Fun at First Sight. It's your home for exclusive collectibles such as their world famous pop vinyl bobbleheads apparel, t-shirts, hats, and socks, and brand merchandise, custom DIY pop figures, art books, and skateboards. And now the listeners of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles can enjoy 10% off your entire purchase when shopping at Funko. To place your first order with 10% off, 
And to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then click on the Keep Our Podcasts free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down to the fun code link and place your order. When you get to the checkout, put in the offer code SHOP10 for your 10% off discount. Funco through cspn.us. Do it today. And as we close this out, again, reminder that next week we will have Movie Protocol in effect as Agent 70 and I will both be respectively hitting up our movie theaters and munching on popcorn and hopefully enjoying the movie that is Captain Marvel. Right. So stay tuned to uh, all of our social media outlets, uh, primarily Twitter and Instagram, uh, and uh, we'll keep you updated on uh, the uh, next recording of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles, and uh, we may have some stuff to talk about, namely the Captain Marvel movie. For certain. So we probably won't be spoiling too much because uh, opening weekend is always tough. But ultimately, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see you guys very soon, and uh, you know, stay you know stay in touch with us via social media. Uh, give us five star reviews on our uh, podcast wherever you get your podcast. Exactly, and so uh, for myself, Ryder Cat at Twitter um, on Instagram as that uh, newsers need on Twitter, CB Caps on Twitter, um, Agent underscore Seventy on Twitter and Instagram. PC and underscore dirt on Twitter, uh, pop culture net and pop culture network.com. Um, uh, whatever Tim dog thing oh. coming up over to Tim D O G G nine eight on Twitter, uh, CBR, uh, comic book resources, obviously writing his face off over there. Yeah, and of course, blood registry, <laughs> right. Um, uh, CB Cron on Twitter, the Click Nation on Twitter. That's D K L I Q N A T L N, and of course, the ClickNation.com. Go check him out on all those places, especially CBR. Where he's again writing his face off. And you can find this podcast on uh, the Coastal of the Podcast Network, the CSPN.us. Go over there, check out this show and all other shows. Uh, and you can also subscribe to us on Google Play and Apple iTunes, aka Apple Podcasts, and of course Spotify, where Agent Seven's already said, "Go give us five star reviews and all that." Kind five of stars, advice. you know. If you love us, if you love us, if you don't love us, do it anyway. Um, and with that, folks, this has been the Combo Chronicles, and we will see you. At the movies. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> we'll see you later, folks. Bye. Peace one.